an Inside Dirt Network podcast. What's happening everyone? Welcome to the AMX Australian Supercross Show, brought to you by Recovery on the Inside Dirt Network. This is, uh, I guess it's a little bit later than normal, but this is a midweek show. We're coming to you the Wednesday after the AusX Open. Reason for that being is it was AusX Open. There's been a lot going on since then, but uh, we'll get into all of that. But right now, this is going to be the AusX Open um, review pod, and also it's kind of like the end of season celebration, AMX Australian Supercross Show. Mike went a little crazy there. Sorry about that. Um, AMX Australian Supercross so season wrap-up, we'll call it. And um, there's going to be a lot to get through tonight. So strap in and uh, get yourselves ready because we got a few beers here. We're celebrating right. the end of season. Mm-hmm. And we got a full house too. So uh, Joe Stevens hosting this bad boy as always as uh, the rest of the season. We've got Andy Dinico in the house with me. Yeah, I'm here. What's going on? What's up, AD? Dude, it's the last one. I, I thought we'd bring some beers for you the did. gang. You the guys, you held it down. I forgot the beers. Hey, we had to do it. The yeah. host forgot the beers. <laughs> um, we've got a, a familiar face that some of you might remember. Um, he decided to uh, finish racing the Supercross season and jump back in to help his co-host, Durant Stapleton. How's it going? <laughs> All right. Welcome back, man. <laughs> Straight off the bat with us. <laughs> you right? It's you the good? last show. We're not messing around. <laughs> uh, Banger, how you doing, man? Yeah, pretty good. Good to have you back. Come to talk shit. Yeah. So, How'd you enjoy racing again? It was actually really fun. Melbourne was actually super cool, you know, just so intense with those uh, three mains, and I actually really enjoyed myself. Yeah, it looked, um, I mean, we'll get into all that, but man, it was next level. Like, that whole event was insane. Yeah, it was cool to, I think it's pretty obvious that we haven't had a crowd like that before. Uh, in Australia, and it was really cool to walk out, you know, at the start of the night and see how many people were there, and yeah, walk you know, out. They're of all the there to watch, you know, Aussie Supercross, and that's pretty cool step for for us as a sport, you know, over here. And you obviously you've done AMA for a long time in the states. Like it's it, to me, I mean, I've been to a bunch over the years. Obviously, the vibe was a little different because we wasn't in America, but it was interchangeable to me. You, you could have almost been in the states; it was the same vibe. Yeah, it was, yeah, like I said, it was cool to come out and then. Uh, even like at the start of the night where they had the pyro show or whatever, when I walked out, there was like the fog in the stadium and yeah. that reminded me of being overseas and, and just stuff like that. It was it was cool to have such a big track. Uh, it wasn't quite as big as what American is. I think this, the stadium was put to the soccer field or something like that. Yeah, I think they put the floor the floor seating in. But for still, the, that know. was, um, it was a couple of things with the track that weren't great, but as an overall with all the ribbon sections and the ramp and all that, like, it was awesome racetrack. That's it, man. Well, hey, well, we are uh, looking forward to talking to you about your season as a whole and, and more about AusX Open. And uh, as always, holding it down, producing things, um, keeping the show running. Don now, been a long year, mate. Thanks for... Uh, yeah, that's who's that guy. Yeah, well, apparently it's somebody because you got photographed. Uh, yeah, you what got was that all about? Photo requested on the weekend, right? <laughs> yeah, they definitely mistook me for someone else or someone important. <laughs> that's but I'll take it anyway, on. so you know what? Yeah. Hey, I don't even get photo requests. Yeah, I can understand why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're dealing with this and then you're dealing with that. You yeah, know? fair yeah. enough, man. You done, did you? <laughs> but I got a face for podcasts, that's all I'll say. Uh, sure. um, but yeah, I mean, AD, Donnell, big. Big week, man. We were at the AMX uh, Superstore at Epping on Thursday. Yeah, we were. We were. Uh, did the the live signing show with the Fox athletes that were there. 
had a, a whole bunch of cool guests on. Um, got to apologise for that one too, guys, because we kind of did intros with all the writers that were there. Uh, Ricky Carmichael was one of them. Yeah. Kind of didn't record that. Yeah. Made a mistake. I mean, look, it happens. I was we'll pretty bummed. You this was time. Pretty, That's a pretty big stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I was extremely bummed out about it. We, we we're not get angry. It <laughs> we're just disappointed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <just> lost it. <laughs> um, yeah, not like it, having RC would have been a big deal or anything, but there's photos of me talking to him, but there is no recording of me talking Jared's to him. So. face is literally turning purple. <laughs> He's laughing that hard. Um, but yeah, so there's, we've had some good numbers on the downloads already, so thanks for listening to those shows. Obviously, we had that on the Thursday night, guys, and then we did the uh, the X Open Pitch Show with the Castrol guys, the Castrol Pitch Show that we did on Saturday. We had Rick Kelly, the V8 Supercar Driver. He was cool. He was really cool. He was really cool, yeah, for sure. Um, Jack Simpson, not so cool. Jago, yeah. he's pretty cool. <laughs> I think he's pretty cool. Um, he rips in the desert. I mean, I can't he go does. that fast. Uh, um, Ricky Latimer. But yeah, so basically, guys, if you listen to this now, I know we don't always get, or we don't even get close to the same number of listens as we do on the midweek shows, which I know they're awesome. And thank you guys for downloading. But go check out the other content because right now, like we've got those two live shows out. We've got the Business and Motocross uh, Conversation Show, Walty Bar yeah. Recover 8. That's a rad show too. Uh, with the AME guys, and um, yeah, so check out those uh, other pods, guys. There's a lot of good content that we're going to be putting out. But I mean, to be honest, if you're a VA Supercar fan, go head over to the Australian Supercross, uh, that show, the Ad yeah, Ozek, the Ozek show, mate, yeah. That's insane. That I thought that was a really sick interview to get kind of an insight of what they do over there. Like, I had no idea the amount of driving they do before the first round. They have like two, None. two sessions None. before, which you is 30 minutes each session. Well, it's the same as MotoGP guys. They do like three tests in Valencia and then it's they don't That's ride I mean, those like, bikes until yeah. race weekend. No, yeah. it was definitely a good uh, interview for sure. So go head over and uh, definitely give it a listen. Definitely a good insight. But um, right now, guys, you're listening to the AMX All Motorcycle Accessory Superstores Australian Supercross Show brought to you by Recovery on the Inside Dirt Network. You can use the code InsideDirt on amx.com.au to save 10% on uh, your latest purchase and uh, get yourself some fly racing, get yourselves uh, some castor oil, and uh, just make sure that you support the guys that support us because this is the last part of the season that we're doing for Supercross. So we've really got to get you guys using those discount codes and backing us up because uh, it's going to be contract time soon to get more sponsorship happening. <laughs> and we need, uh, I know a lot of the AMX guys have been coming in to see Dino in person. And uh, I think from what I can tell the guys at AMX are pretty happy with what we've been doing on the show. But keep supporting the cause, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, right now, the guys at Recoverate have got their cyber sale on. Uh, running all week, you can save yourself up to, I think it's $45 off a three-bottle purchase. So it's big savings. You can use the code TRYIT at checkout to get 10 bucks off. But if you just go over there right now, um, you can get yourselves big savings on the cyber sale on recoverate.com.au. Recoverate supplement. Sorry, my mic is acting crazy tonight. Yeah, it's because you keep touching it. Yeah, Leave it alone. I'm animated. What yeah. can I say? Um, right, guest on tonight's show. We're going to call Adam Bailey in just a second. I think Adam's uh, in the state right now. He's got some meetings following up from OzX, but he said just make sure you text me and call me because uh, he wants to come on. So we're going to do that in just a second. Um, also, we've got Yurive Conti coming on. Um, Yurive is just probably still basking in the success of two championships in SX1 and SX2. Insane. Insane. Um, so we've got to talk to him. And uh, Duran, you were just hanging out with him a minute ago, I believe, too. Yep. Trying to pin him down and get a meeting with his 
isn't well, easy. What, <laughs> stuff was a lot of stuff was going on there. Whatever you need, maybe we can ask him on the phone call. No, <laughs> really pin him down and get get an answer out of him. Yeah, on the, on the air, right? Yeah, um, so yeah, Yuri Konsky, owner and manager of the uh, Penrite uh, Factory Racing Honda Squad. He had uh, Justin Brayton take out a fourth title in a row in SX1, and Chris Blows take out um, the SX2 title. That went down to the wire. Yeah, yeah. right to the last did, one. Did ever. I, I think what. I picked Blows for the. Win, didn't I? I we didn't pick yourself. You were in that race. Oh, I'm <laughs> not that, not that race. Not at the that front. race. <laughs> you in the race? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I picked him a few I months ago. I think you did. Yeah. yeah, you did say he was going to. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, because we cold called you at some point, didn't we? I yeah, seem to remember a few times, twice. I think. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, we were just hanging shit on you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I, I think I had blows. Maybe for maybe just the round one. If win. we go back and listen, I think you did, you did say blows for one, one or the other. I okay. do remember that, but yeah. Um, so let's talk about that, should we? No, should we're going to call Bailey now because we're right, on a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And Good then, idea, Andy, but shut up. And I was then, getting excited uh, to talk about it, but it's but right. We've got to give, cool. I hope that uh, we can get Bailey on right now. Adam Bailey from uh, AME Management, promoters of the AusX Open and the NZ Open just uh, a few weeks ago. And hands down, critically acclaimed one of the biggest events in Probably motorsports history in Australia, I'd say. Forget that's, motocross and supercross. That's a big call, but honestly, 40,000 people at Marvel Stadium, that's freaking big deal, huh? They're like that. I don't know of any other motorcycling event that's had that. No. Um, I, I, it was probably. MotoGP, obviously. MotoGP, maybe some of the. I think some of the Krusty Demon stuff back in the day, but it's a whole different dynamic now. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, hats off to those guys. So, hey, I'm going to give Adam Bailey a call real quick and. Um, Normally the guests call in, but we're going to run it this way. So we're just going to see if he answers real quick and then we'll get into it. No, normally I call the guests. Pay attention. Oh, you, I mean, you can hold the phone. He's okay. We've got Adam Bailey on the phone right now, mate. Adam, how you doing? Yeah, really well. Thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Hey, uh, thanks for taking the time out to uh, take the call. I know you must be insanely busy the week uh, following on from the AusX Open. Yeah, busy, but nowhere near as, we were, as bad as we were last week, so it's not too bad at timing. Well, mate, first of all, congratulations to you and the entire AME team. Um, you know, the industry has spoken, critically acclaimed, whatever you want to call it. It, uh, it was a humongous success, so uh, it must seem a little surreal, to be honest, I think, for you guys uh, seeing that go off without a hitch. Yeah, thanks, mate. No, it is, and we're incredibly proud. I mean, I'm personally just, just proud of our team, Um you know, and obviously on behalf of myself and Ryan, um, you know, there's so many of them that work so hard and, and I think we've spoken about it before, but the passion and the love and the, the, the desire to see that event run the way it did is really what made it happen that way. There's only so much that a couple of people can do. Um, there's us, our entire team, the WEM team, you know, our partners. There's so, so many people involved to make something like that happen. Um, the proudest moment really is to see that pay off for all them and all those people because... I mean, there's countless hours, you know, and countless stress. And um, it's just uh, so much more than what anyone really seen, sees, I guess, on the surface. Um, and there's plenty of things to improve on. And, and believe me, there's tons and tons of operational things that we need to improve on, um, you know, the, which we realise and, and we're already feedbacking on, you know, and, and debriefing on as we speak. And, you know, this time really is about debriefing and realising how we're going to improve for next year. And, and that's definitely the plan. Yeah, I guess while it's still fresh in everybody's minds about, you know, the operations and the logistics of how it all went, you guys can really knuckle down and I guess everyone thinks you're just going on, the, going on holiday right now or something, but there's obviously a lot of work to be done following that event. Yeah, absolutely. No, and now's the best time to, to knuckle down and, and write notes on what worked, what didn't work and, and um, 
there's plenty there's plenty of things that didn't work and could be improved on. Um, you know, to be honest, and we think we've got a long way to go. And, and um, but ultimately, we're stoked that the response has been so positive and and it delivered. You know what we what we hoped it would. Um, but we also think we got a lot of room to improve, and we've got a lot of things we can do better. And it's certainly we're certainly not done yet. I guess. I think it's a testament to your guys' work ethic that you're already refining it, and um, it's going to do bigger and better things, man, for the sport and and for the event as a whole. So uh, I mean, I'm sure you've been getting, you know, your, your phone's been blowing up with congratulations all week and everything. But um, I just wanted to get you on for a, a real quick chat because obviously we couldn't we couldn't talk about Oz X Open without having you on. So uh, number one, I do have a question: How do you look so calm? Um, the entire time I saw you at that event, I must have seen you a hundred times throughout the the Saturday and the Saturday evening, and I don't think I ever saw you frown or look stressed. Like there must be stress going on under the surface or something, right? <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> no, I mean that that's definitely something. I think to be completely honest with you, you couldn't do what we do without being able to remain calm in those kind of pressure situations because there is so much pressure. You know, there is so many things going on. There's you know, I mean, we, we, we talk about it like it's like it's a joke in a way, but you have, you know, someone call you and say there's a $90,000 cost that you didn't foresee. And then you might, there might be a $30,000 saving that you didn't foresee. And then there might be another $20,000 cost you didn't foresee. The things go up and down like it's an absolute roller coaster. And I think over time you get used to, you know, leveling out and not, not stressing too much about the, the issues as they come because you can you have to roll with them because there may be a massive issue that seems like completely unforeseeable and just the worst thing ever, but then the next minute there may be a great win. So I think over time you become um, tuned in to remaining calm because you're really needing to get the best out of yourself and make the best decisions at the time. And also you've obviously got a team of people around you that they look at you and see you shooting yourself or you stressed. Um then you might have 40 or 50 people that become stressed. So I think we've become good at remaining calm in those kind of pressure situations because ultimately that's, that's how you're going to get the best out of everyone around you. Yeah, that's true, actually. I've learned that from Kevin Williams over the years. He always says his job's the janitor. You don't really see him get too animated until it's time to clean something up, you know what I mean? But uh... <laughs> Exactly. And look, and he's he's one of the key people that we lean on, you know, when, when stuff, when shit does hit the fan, and it does occasionally, then... You know, we can have a good, calm conversation and problem solve it and move on, you know, and there's 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 quite a few people involved in our team that are like that and that's why, you know, myself, I, you know, I don't get overly stressed because I know that, you know, if there's a huge issue or a big issue or something we've got to deal with, um, you know, we've got the right people around us. We can work it out. What are we going to do? You know, there's no point. Yeah, there's no point getting wound up and stressed because that'll make it get worse. So I think ultimately you learn that, the stress isn't going to help you, so you've just got to remain calm and and um and move forward, and, and that's how you get the best result, regardless. Yeah, for sure, mate. Well, you guys definitely do a good job with that. Um, so hey, personal highlight for you. I know there must have been uh, a bunch of uh, personal highlights over the. Uh, I'd say, like when I got there Saturday morning, I just took a walk up into the stadium, and uh, man, I, I kind of. I've said this before on the pods we did at the actual event, like. I've been to so many events as we all have. I didn't try to downplay it, but I was like, oh, it's just another, you know, how, how, how much bigger or better can it be? But standing in that stadium on Saturday morning, it almost gave me goosebumps, Adam. It really did. Like, I thought, wow, you know, it was, I don't know if the homecoming is the right word, but it's like, this is the event that Australia's kind of been waiting for. Um, so for you to be able to provide that, 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 that must be a next level feeling. But, uh, you know, what was your, I'd say, personal highlight for the event in, in its entirety? 
mate, I mean, I really appreciate that. And yeah, it, it means a lot to hear those kinds of things. And, and, it, and, and yeah, I mean, to be honest, it is, it's quite surreal. I mean, sometimes, you know, you've got to take the time to, to take that in and, and really think about it and actually take it, you know, to, to, I guess, take a deep breath, take it in, enjoy the moment, because that's probably something I don't do well because, you know, I'm looking at it, watching the intro roll out and thinking about things that could be done better and things that we've made a mistake on or, you know, the big screen graphics are on too long or the camera's not following the right of the way I want it to. And, and sometimes you've got to just let that go and relax and just take it in and go, you know, we're here. You know, it's only five years ago that launching the first Aussie Open was just a monumental risk and people thought we were crazy and Supercross was dead and don't, you know, why would you do that? That's stupid. And you know, when we talked about going to Marble Stadium, there's multiple people said, don't do it. It's too risky. You can't do it. You can't operate there. The floor can't handle the weight. There's too many things against you too much risk, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, to see that happen, I think ultimately, you know, the most reward is when you hear the crowd, you know, behind it and you hear them enjoying themselves. And when you really, I think what, you know, you really appreciate the fact that there's 30, you know, 5,000 people there and, and that's not a fluff number. That's a real number. That's really how many people are there and more, um, you know, and, and that they've traveled far and wide, which they have, they've spent the hard earned money that they, they've, sacrifice things to be there like it's an incredibly humbling feeling um and that's probably what i'm you know personally most proud of and, and i'm sure ryan would say the same is, is that you know people were willing to you know spend their hard-earned money and choose to come to this event because of they wanted to see those riders do their thing, um, and they wanted to be part of the show and they wanted to be part of the experience and then when you hear them having a great time or cheering or see smiles on faces which we saw plenty and that that really just is the is the best feeling of all for sure. Yeah, I think, I think um, you know you're definitely right there. As in, there was so many people there that had uh, there was there was a couple of cool things I, I saw that I really liked. As far as um, there was a lot of mainstream fans there. Like we did the the pit show with the Castrol guys, and we had Rick Kelly, the V8, you know, the V8 supercar driver on, and um, it, it amazed me how many fans they were there for the for the show. They were there for the obviously for it being supercross, but they weren't industry guys. They weren't riders. You could tell they were new to the sport or new to the event. And, and they were, you know, they were stoked to see a V8 guy cause they were probably V8 fans themselves. There was that sort of, um, motorsport crossover, uh, mainstream crossover. Like there was a lot of celebrities I recognized from mainstream television. there. obviously not just doing the, uh, the celebrity race, but they were just hanging out on the floor. And, you know, I think that's how the sport gets a chance to grow is, you know, if, if they're putting out your, uh, you know, your event, the, the Supercross sport in general on social media and they're, and they're promoting it, like people are going to get into it because they're endorsing it. And, um, you know, something you guys did really well there was, I think, promote not just an event that uh, I'm getting probably lost here going around in circles, but it was just cool to see so many different demographics of fans come together for the event, you know? Yeah, thank you. And I think that is something that we have recognized early is that as much as we love Supercross and we are diehard fans and we know you know everything about racing and like yourself and we follow it you know um, every day there's so many people that don't and and that's where the opportunity is so we have to appeal to those people if we're going to grow this thing then we can't just talk to ourselves and celebrate you know the awesome thing that is Supercross ourselves we need to invite other people convince them to come along convince AFL players to check it out post about it convince 
you know, TV celebrities to come along and, and, and surprise people. And we did. There's a, so many people in that celebrity race is a good example because it's just a bit of fun. You know, there's some of our hardcore fans don't like it. You've got to understand that you, you bring people that have no idea what Supercross is, that have a huge following of their own, get them there, get them to post about it, get them to actually respect what the, the races do, which, which they did afterwards. And then hopefully we can educate all their fans on what Supercross is, you know, and that was the real purpose behind it. it is if those guys come along and they they get an appreciation for Supercross and then they share amongst their hundreds of thousands, hundreds and thousands of followers about Supercross and the appreciation for it, then hopefully we can grow the audience. So there's a there's strategy behind it. It seems like a bit of fun, you know, a bit, fun, a bit of fun and a bit stupid, but ultimately eyeballs um, and new eyeballs is really what we're trying to achieve. So, Occasionally, that means throwing other things in, like music acts and, and celebrity races and, and silly things like that. But ultimately, they're fillers between the race that hopefully get some new eyeballs, and that, that's the most important thing to help grow the, grow the thing. No, it is for sure. I think if some, if people don't get that, they're either narrow-minded or they're just hating on something for the sake of it because it clearly has a, a bigger reach and a bigger purpose. Um, and honestly, I was a big fan of you know the drum-off and, and the freestyle and you know, you, not blowing smoke, but like you go to AMA Supercross, I remember a few years ago going to some of those and, and it was over in like three hours and you go, wow, that was, they literally have the heat races, the main events, the LCQ, it's pretty much done at that point, you know, and you sit around all day for a couple of hours of racing. Um, I, I like the way you guys had the schedule where it dragged out isn't the right word. It, it was just, um, it was the right amount of uh, event versus racing coverage, you know? Yeah, thank you. And I think like there's only so much racing that the guys can do. Um, because, you know, we make them do so many more laps and so much more racing than they do in the States, for sure. And if you've actually, if anyone has been to a World Champions event will see that we do, we, they, they have about eight races in their schedule and, and eight main things. And we have at least three times that, you know, jammed into a minute to minute schedule. So we squeeze every single thing in that we possibly can. And, and the reason is, is because we want those people to get their value for money. Supercross as a sport itself is small. So if we can jam all these other entertainment elements in, then we think that we can entertain anyone and um, and anyone can enjoy it and, and obviously become a new fan of Supercross. So there's plenty of people that have come along and, and, um, and you know, maybe got a free ticket because they're, because of a sponsor or a boyfriend dragged them along or someone else and, and um, or a parent or something and, and plenty of good feedback of people that were like, that, that enjoyed it Um because of those elements, because I've never seen the sport before and hopefully we can convert new fans. So that, that's the plan really and that's why we try and jam-pack all those things in. 100%, mate. Well, hey, I know you're busy. I know you're in meetings and whatnot tonight and uh, keeping keeping the momentum moving from OzX. So I won't take up any more of your time, Adam, but uh, just wanted to get you on for a quick chat, mate. Congratulations to you and the whole AME team. And, uh, yeah, hats off to you guys, man. We hope to see bigger and better things in the future, I have no doubt. Thanks a lot, mate. I appreciate it. And huge thanks to... Anyone listening and our fans and everyone that came along and, and sponsors, our staff, team, the writers and team, you know, everyone that's involved. It's certainly, a, you know, there's many, many, many people that make something, uh, you know, like that work. And I, I really feel like we've got a synergy between us and the, in our industry and community now where we feel like we're moving in the same direction, which is, which is a, that's our ultimate goal. I think that that's one of the best things that I heard of out of the weekend that people that were there felt like Everyone that was there enjoyed Supercross, enjoyed the sport, and were there enjoying it for the right reasons. I think ultimately, if we can continue to build that, then we'll get momentum and keep moving forward. That's it, mate. It's uh, like we always say: there's, there's a lot of stakeholders and a lot of invested parties in this sport, and and to unite everybody on a common goal is is not an easy task. So, uh, again, hats off to you guys, man, because it seems like um, you know 
for the most part. That's where everybody's at with Supercross right now. But um, all right, Adam, hey, mate, enjoy your night and um, appreciate you coming on. Thanks a lot, mate. Appreciate it. All right, see you soon, bud. See you, mate. Bye. All right, guys, Adam Bailey from AME Management. We had to keep that one short because I know he's on a schedule, so sorry for not letting you boys jump on there. But no, that's um, right. Man. I didn't know we were allowed to. <laughs> no, you could have jumped on. But. Uh, what a what a cool guy and, and sick story. I mean, four years ago, there wasn't even a Oz X, and now we're at Marvel Stadium. Yeah, hands down. I, I wanted to ask is with, um, now that we're in a proper stadium with a you know somewhat proper-sized American track, yeah. like – just are they going to get hit up? Are they going to turn riders away like top guys? So, if American riders want to come out and race, and they're contacting Bailey and his management team, I wonder if they ever now in the coming years will have to say sort of no, we've got sort of too many, or you're not in the budget, yeah. or anything like that. I think after that event, there's going to be. Um, I'll put it this way: I, I managed some social media accounts for some teams, um, and there was a certain team that had a spot at a certain time. And a lot of American riders would DM in this team trying to get a spot. Really? Yeah. So, like, the the series is on the yeah. radar already That's as it. far as that goes. Hopefully, guys. But like, after this now, like, you see they had Swap Moto Live. They had – who else was there from the States covering the event? Journalists. A lot of guys. A lot of guys. Well, again, it's on Racer X. Yeah, Racer X. Yeah. Like, big um, – But the thing is, do you get – obviously, Anderson uh, has won it. I know he didn't win on the weekend, but – pretty much like he won the New Zealand and the Melbourne thing, mm. but he's won it the last few years or whatever. At some point, do you not ask him back? Do you get some new flavor in there? Yeah, that that's going to be the trade-off, isn't it, is where maybe – because he keep coming back. I think they like him. It's just whether whether it's viable to yeah, – are the crowd going to keep coming for the same guys? Yeah, that's what I want to know. You know? But this is So <clears throat> if you go on the racetrack website, it will show the results from the last two rounds. Yeah. So it's on like the American RaceRx website, which obviously like pro guys look at that website. Surely they'd be looking at it and thinking, "Oh well, if Jason's racing that, maybe but I'll be able to beat him." My only counter would be number one. You know how insulated Americans are. I mean, we've all lived over there at different times. Yeah, and they don't really know what's going on outside of their own backyard. A lot of them. Uh, not, not all of us. No, I'm still poor. I still stay in Australia. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, dude. I was poor when I lived in the states. Don't worry about that. Yeah, you don't have to be rich to go over. <laughs> Um, but you know, not all, I don't know. It's tough because I think a lot of the guys, the top guys, are going to go, "Hey, hey, AME, I'll come out and do the, the two SX opens, but I want hundred grand." Or yeah, but I think you got, guys and they don't like, have an endless budget. I said that to them. I want a hundred grand. <laughs> <laughs> they turned me down, but I still showed up. You know, just for just, the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. didn't want to drive. No, I think that next year you'll find guys like Malcolm Stewart. You'll find guys, obviously, Brayton would come over again. But I think you'll have guys of that caliber coming over to do it. Mm. Does Brayton get a sharp fee because he's contracted uh, for the series? I don't know. No, I think he's all Honda and Yuriv. Oh. I mean, we could ask Yuriv oh. in a minute. I don't know if he'd want to answer that. <laughs> he probably wouldn't. No, he definitely doesn't want to answer that. Um, I, I don't know. I think the international guys would get their appearance money, like as far as Anderson and Carmichael and uh, whoever else for the for the SX Open rounds. I think anybody's series-based, there's more team. and Like, obviously, Monster footed the bill for Hill to go ride for CDR, and I'm sure Yamaha well, would chip in. think about this year, we had in the 450 class, we had Brayton, who does the series, mm. and then we had Anderson, 
Who else did we have that was a fly, flyover? Would have been Savachi. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Freaking yeah. brained himself. Yeah, that was gnarly. Um, so, right, let's talk about Isaac's Open real quick. We're going to get Yuri Konski on the phone in like uh, 15 minutes or so. Um, so, before we start talking about the series, the anything, let's get into Isaac's Open. So, start of the day, um, were you watching practice with me when Savachi crashed? No, he didn't let me down. <laughs> uh, no, hold on, hold on. This is how it went. Hey, man, let's take one car in tomorrow. And um, we can negotiate as far as all the parking and getting you into the building before, you know, security and everything. And you're like, if it's cool, man, I'm just going to drive in at like 1030. And then yeah, um, I, I wasn't I able did, to get I you in because that. you got there late. Yeah. Yeah. That did happen. So that's how it went. Yeah. So that made me feel bad. No, I tried to make you feel bad. Then <laughs> I feel bad now, so. Um, all right. Well, I was watching practice and um, yeah, Savachi, man, that crash was horrid. Um there was the, you know, the three on after the whoops. Yep. Yep. Turns out of there and just goes, yeah. And I don't know if he hit neutral. I don't know if he spun up. I'm not, I was standing behind the berm and I just seen him seat it. Wasn't even close to getting Yeah, on. I heard that he wasn't even. Nah. And I'm over the ball. I jumped off and like landed his feet and knees cased the three on and his body kind of got on top of the landing. And I think the bike went through him too at one point. Um, but well, I was on the other side of the track and I couldn't really see that much from where I was standing during yeah. practice, but basically I just said a yellow bike, go cartwheel. And yeah. It's not coated ice. No. Cause he's right in front of me. And you know what's for, I actually, um, randomly, I got a text yesterday saying, Hey, do you want the Savachi footage of the crash? Oh, cool. Cause no one's seen it. And it was just a parent of a kid that I coach randomly had it. And, um, and I go, yeah, I'm like, don't don't put it on social media. He's like, no, 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 that's why I'm hitting you up. Like, I just want to know if you know Savage or if anyone can get it to him. So I ended up sending it to, to Adam Bailey, and I think he showed it to Joey. Um, but it, it still doesn't make any sense to me when you see the video. Like, yeah, I'll show it later. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to show it right now. But yeah, he, I don't know if it was rider error or bike error, but it was bad. And anyway, the horror stories that were coming out of the pits from the injury were like, Compound, compound this, crazy that. But I think his legs went one way and his head went the other way. From from the the conservative reports are he's done a, a heel injury, I think, or Which, an ankle. Yeah, that's not. If you do a heel, that's not good. He he might be back for outdoors then. I, I don't know how he's going to go for Supercross, but I don't know. We're speculating. We don't know, but um, maybe yeah. Chad gets a ride at JGR. But that, nah, he's not. I did think um, that on tires apparently. So they're Pirelli yeah. team and. Uh, yeah, that, didn't uh, he run Pirelli there last year though, or this year? No, they didn't. They switch uh, for motocross. Uh, Isn't that crazy though? You're not a Pirelli guy. Well, for he's a same guy wise, through and through though. Yeah, supercross wise, that there is a difference. Yeah, yeah. No, I believe it. But for those guys listening that ride, you know three times a year or something like that. That's pretty insane, isn't it? I like, guess it's Chad Reed though, dude. Yeah. Like he he reckons he can notice half a psi in high pressure. <clears throat> I don't know how true. I don't know. That's nah, he he is a definite. Like he's very good at testing. That yeah. is one thing that really is good at. Did you know? Do you ask him? Yeah, I have. Oh, okay. I've seen him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Didn't you ride at his house a few times? Yeah, yeah and yeah. he was testing, and like he'd come in and say the craziest shit. Like, oh my, it's like I don't like the steering dampener, or not even more stuff. Like he can feel titanium inside the bike. Like. It's insane. Mm. That's why he's Chad Reed, I guess. That's why he's Chad Reed. Um, let's talk about Reedy. So, um, opening ceremonies comes out. There's the whole story about him stepping away. This is going to be his last year in 2020. Which on that. So, <laughs> I want to ask this question. About that. So, this is his last 
time he's going to be in Melbourne or in Australia as a professional full-time rider. Yeah. So if <laughs> if I break out my checkbook next year and ask Chad to come back for money and like and bail in that arcs, is he going to come back just not as a full-time rider? Like I think he comes back and does the Carmichael deal, yeah. like oh, the okay. ambassador fun race. I'm like, there's like a loophole. There here. is a loophole in the wording. Paycheck, but yeah. it's Chad. Like you might race Supercross and do well and go. You know what? I'll go another year. I'll go another year. I was kind of confused because I was like, is this his last race? Are we watching his last race? But then apparently it's he's doing the whole season. He just well, like, I thought- surely it was just a big thing for like the. The opening ceremonies, I wanted to make it more of a big thing. No, I mean, I think it was his way of announcing it to the industry that 2020 is his last year. I suppose it is a big deal. He's been it racing is for, what, yeah. 20 years. 30 years of his <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, he was, went pro in what, over here, 98? Something like that. Yeah, he's, 16, yeah. 98. Yeah. Look, I saw people crying in the crowd. So it was a, yeah, no, I saw people crying in the crowd. They were tearing up. Were you in industry seating? Yes. Really? Yeah. I was sitting with you. No, there was people down there crying. <laughs> jo- Joe you. was sitting there crying. You a big day, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely saw people crying. Um, let's talk about that because I was almost a little numb to the fact that it's, it's Chad fucking Reed. Chad like, Reed. He's a big deal. Yeah. And when he came out for opening ceremonies after that um, video story they did on him, the entire place was on its feet. Like, That's what I mean. It went people going crazy. crazy. Like, I'm Funny. sure just about everyone listening is was at the event, but if you weren't, it was gnarly how much of a response he got. Yeah. Funny story about that. As he went to ride out for his opening ceremonies, I wasn't looking where I was standing and almost got run over as he came onto the stadium. So, really? Yep. The Claim thing, to fame. The <laughs> thing with it. someone like Chad is that, so let's say that even if it was 30% of the uh, new fans that came to that event and didn't know anything about motorbikes, they probably still know who Chad Reed is. That He would have been the oh, only yeah. person there that they knew who he was. The only one in the building. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So... I suppose it is quite Well, that's what Rick Kelly said, because Andy, you asked Rick Kelly when we did the Castro show. So, Rick, who's your picks? (laughs) And he was like, honestly, Ricky Carmichael and Chad Reed. And I was like, well. Makes sense. (laughs) 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 But he doesn't follow the sport close enough to know, but he knew who Chad Reed was, you know? And that's what he said. He said in the drive-in, he was teaching, saying to his kid, Chad Reed, Chad Reed. Yeah, yeah. um, That just goes to show the reach that that guy has. Uh, so that was cool, man. And honestly, when he made the move on Anderson in that first final, sick, man, how much did the crowd lose it? Dude, I was stoked. It was so sick. sick. And then he took that joker lane and yeah. it was like, yeah, well, yeah. the shortcut lane, it was, you could tell he wanted to win that race. I wish he did. I wish they had to just let him just be like, you know what? The official should have black flagged yeah. someone behind him. <laughs> Brayton, leave him alone. Yeah, but, for sure. But you know what? Second's pretty good as well. Did he get, yeah, he got second. He got second in that one. Um, I completely missed when he took out Anderson. When was that? That was after the whoops. You wouldn't be able to see it. Where we were, right? Yeah, Yeah, because I think I was on the floor at that point. But cleaned him. It it wasn't like a takeout to me. He just hung Anderson up on the berm, and Anderson dropped the clutch. And it was was soft. Yeah, Yeah, it was soft up there at the top of that berm as well. Because on the Instagram video, it just looks like he stands him up. Isn't like he slams him. Yeah, no, I don't even know if he touched him. No, not really. Um, So, you know, we'll get into the results later. But yeah, Chad Reed being there, riding again, the crowd, just loving every minute of it. That was next level. And um, he was actually competitive as well. That also makes it better. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't circulating, which was everyone's concern, I think. Well, after. I think if you watch practice, uh, well, I mean qualifying um, during the day, he, he, the lap that he put in, he still hadn't really put a lap down. He didn't have a time. 
and then the lap he did do, he didn't trip onto the tabletop he and didn't, he didn't do it and he was still only 10th. And I was like, oh, this is not going to be a good night. And then he comes out and nearly wins the first mate. Uh, I watched all of practice and time qualifying and you're right, he didn't triple on to that rhythm all day. maybe that was a thing to do with his ribs or... Well, can you imagine how much... Well, you've broken everything. You know how much ribs hurt. Yeah, yep. Like trying to seat bounce with that much force and your ribs moving around. Yeah, no, it'd be horrible. Um... So who else, as far as like the the flying riders? Obviously, we talked about Savage getting well, hurt. Carmichael did practice and qualify. Dude, he looked good out there too. Would have been top is, ten. He's on a he's on a dead stock all right, all right. Suzuki. I, I'm I'm gonna call that right now. It's not. No, no, no. When he says dead stock, here's what I'm thinking. It might be stock components, but there's no way that suspension is off the showroom floor. You don't reckon? No. Did it's you see him go through not. those whoops and stuff? No, I didn't see it. But I, in New Zealand, that I reckon that one was stock suspension. That one was. There's that no, nearly killed him a few times. There's no way this one was stock. Okay. He was. I watched him in time qualifying when he was out there with everyone. Oh, <laughs> before we get into that, did anyone see Carmichael on the finish jump in first lap of practice? What? No. Nah. Oh, he, yeah, he, he OJ simpson it. Mike, did you see it? <laughs> yeah. Dude, he went, like, everyone's, like, jumped the double before it into the freestyle ramp and just, right, and he went, rod, and just... <laughs> yeah, but speaking he of that, went, But that's why I'm saying there's no way that year, suspension stock. Every year we come, uh, like, you, ha- you have to jump the ramp Well, you jumped it, lap. right? Yeah. So you have to jump a second lap, and... Every year I'm, I walk it in practice and I'm like, damn, I'm just not quite sure on this. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, you come around the second lap and you're just like, second year, and you, I did it perfect. Yeah. But I did the le- little lead kick because I wasn't sure when I took <laughs> off. I was like, am I okay? Because that down ramp is oh. so steep. Well, Bilko, like, did you see yourself. Bilko's case, Mark? Well, that's what I mean. I walked the track in, in uh, track walk and I'm like, well, that doesn't look good. There's two frame marks. <laughs> did you see like, Bilko's crash? No. Someone that ended themselves. Good. And yeah. then, yeah, it was apparently Bilko. Just one of the best freestyle riders ever casing it and going to the hospital. I just don't understand a why. A few people got caught out by it. Mm. Yeah. They can't put a little bit more. I understand it has to be steep for the freestyle riders and that to land on. But surely we can make it so it's not square <laughs> and you pretty much end yourself if you're a metre short or a metre long. But well, in, in <clears> fairness, <throat> no one actually died the rest of the night. No. No, no, no. Todd Waters <laughs> Todd fell Waters off the side. Almost, yeah. Oh, really? He fell yeah, he went into the, the Did he go down? Yeah, he went yes. into the other lane because I was on that side. <laughs> Wow. And he ended up in the middle of the rhythm lane. So where they were going, what were they going? Triple, triple. Yeah, yeah. Quad. The one going the other that way. One? Yeah. So he fell in between the table. Wow. I didn't so know that. I didn't Smoked notice that. Elbow. I didn't notice that landing was skinny. I thought, I thought it was fine. But uh, in, what was it? 2015, it was wide, like really wide. It was a massive landing. Then 2016 in Sydney, it was really skinny. And then 17 didn't seem too bad, mm. um, the ones that I've raced. But when it is a ramp smaller, like skinnier, the landing, yeah. you definitely notice it when you're out there riding. Wait, what scared me was like the racer guys, you know, they're so used to scrubbing hard and I don't think they sometimes anticipate. Once you leave a ramp, you're so weightless and like you'd see them try to turn down off of it or scrub and it would sort of unload them the other way from where they was dropping their elbow and they would drift and... Man, some guys got close. But now getting back to Carmichael, he he hit that finish jump. I reckon he didn't touch any down ramp. <laughs> Straight up. And there's no... Uh, and I, he's got a little know. bit of weight behind him. No. Oh, <laughs> I, think he, I think he's lost weight this he year. He definitely has. Because yeah. yeah. when, when we were chatting to him on Thursday, I was like... Definitely lost some weight. Is that because he's got a new chick on the scene and he's just had to trim it up a little she bit? or bad. Probably. She's good. Um, 
I'm quite. If we can go back to just a week ago, Andy, when we were in the shop. Yeah. Yeah, I had a good chat with her. She's actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, she, she, I believe she's an attorney. So she's making way more money than all of us guys. Yeah, straight up. She's, no, she seemed really nice. She's a sick chick. It's um, crazy to think, like, um, we're at the airport after, I think it must have been Auckland. And then Carmichael just walks in with Hogs and a few like It's just like, holy f- that's the that's greatest of all yeah. time. But, yeah. dude, how humble is he? He's, like, the nicest guy ever. Well, he was wearing Gucci shoes, so I don't know how humble Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I did <laughs> no. notice when, when we interviewed, when we did the interview with him on, on Thursday last week, he had a he had a watch on, and I was just caught a glimpse of it. Yeah, that like, thing's a Brentling Navitimer, and it's probably right, worth about 50 grand. I was so. like, that watch is balling. Yeah. I like anyway. He don't have the Garmin 935. No, he ain't doing, he ain't doing heart rate monitors anymore. <laughs> um, but I'm calling that, that there's no way that stock suspension. Like, it isn't, uh, it's not A-kit or 52 mil or whatever, but it's definitely got some springs and some yeah. valving in it. Oh, it has to. Well, we were speaking to the guys at Suzuki trying to get the bike there for the signing last week at AMX. And the answer I got was no. They're still doing testing and trying to figure out some kinks out of it. So I mean, I, he, I know he's the goat, but to be doing the big rhythms he was doing in practice on a stock bike yeah, no. with stock suspension, like no, motocross no. suspension, I'm not having that. No, especially with the um, balance-free rear shock on them things. Mm. It'd be a bit how you going? It would be a bit risky. Um, but yeah, so you know, far as the international guys, like Hill, I mean, he was kind of a series guy, but. You know, that's... Um, yeah, you got Jason. We'll talk about Hill. the event as a whole just for a second, and then we'll call out your... We're going to get the guests out of the way early this week, guys, and then we'll get into uh, get into the chit-chat about the event and the series. Um, so anything else you guys want to bring up about the event? Again, like I'm sure everyone listening was there, but we'll talk about the cool stuff What did everyone anyway. think of the drums, man? I thought that was sick. Dude, it was cool as. The drums? The drum session? Sick. I didn't get to see it. You would have just oh, finished yeah, your finished. Yeah. last race. I, I could hear it from yeah. down in the car park, but it, it, one so thing I wanted to discuss was um from not from a rider standpoint but i don't know if you guys got to walk around or or whatever having the pits underneath where it wasn't accessible to the crowd mm. did they still get to uh, they had the rider signings and all yeah stuff like so that. They got to see the you know the pit party that was outside the stadium yeah like they had a rider signing oh, okay like everyone yep. had a tent and like if you were with monster yamaha you were at the monster rig and if you were with you know whatever team you're at the you know the the Castro, you know, whatever the whatever the brand was that you were with, basically. Because that's the only thing I thought of with the event, like, and it used to happen in Sydney, like, um, the privateers would be put down the bottom, remember, in Sydney, yeah, how the yeah. crowd couldn't get to them. Like, if, say, someone like me had personal sponsors for that event that were local sort of people, no one got to see the bike or anything yeah. like that, which is, like, pretty insignificant thing to have a gripe about. But as a... I think it's just, a, it is, unfortunately, logistics when you've got, I mean, even I was tripping out because I'm like, I know what downtown Melbourne, like the CBD. Yeah. Well, it literally and is. I've never been to the stadium. I've never been to a footy match or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I neither. I so wasn't sure either, where it was. <laughs> and when I hopped off the freeway, I'm like, holy crap, this is actually in Melbourne. No wonder the cars had to park a yeah. kilometre well, away. Well, I, I had the high top van, so I had to park on the other yeah, side yeah, of the Docklands. Yeah, 4Ks or whatever. Actually, I didn't. I gave someone the keys. And I was like, hey, <laughs> you can go there if you want. And then, but I had to go find my van in the evening. And yeah, we I had to walk like fifteen minutes through the CBD to. Get, it was basically the the Balti Bridge where the, the other vans and the trucks were parked. Um, yeah, ages away. But yeah, that's logistics. Like I, I had pole position know. for parking. I just drove into the car park and bluffed my way through. Yeah, didn't pay for anything. I mean, ninety like what is it? Thirty five thousand people. Well, they said there's more. Imagine mm. thirty five thousand people plus everyone that's walking through because you could walk through the pits. You didn't. You didn't have to have a ticket to go there. 
Oh, was that open to the public? Yeah, that was open to the public. Oh. Open to the public, but them being there. So, like, I, I think I, I'm the same. I was like, oh, there's no bikes out. But then again, imagine if there were bikes out and tools and yeah, that that's the hard part. You know what I mean? Because yeah, because it's not like you can have the trucks there. So yeah. people, you know, normally people walk past and have a look, sort of in the yeah. pit area and have a look at the tr- uh, bikes. But but that was the nicest thing about the event. Like it was literally like I was when we were doing the cash draw show. Like I was yeah. sitting up on that thing, and you look behind you, and the CBD was the backdrop. Yeah, like the train station, freaking high rise buildings. And um, then you look in front of you, and it's just a constant movement of people. So many people, so, man. Dumb, really dumb question. But okay, unlike you, we'll run it anyway. So in Melbourne, what stadiums do we ha- we have? The MCG, Amy uh, Park, Amy Park, Rod Laver. How big is Amy Park? It's a about the same stadium. size. It's probably smaller than Marvel. Oh, yeah. yeah, the floor plan itself would be yeah. when the way that they had it laid out with the soccer set up because they do rugby at Marvel sometimes for the bigger events. So the floor plan itself at the way that they had it set up would be about the same maybe, but the capacity of the crowd would not be and it's an open roof stadium. Oh, yeah. Sort of like, it's similar to Wollongong. So is Marvel the only closed roof yeah. massive stadium? Well, no, well, stadium. you got Rod Laver Arena yeah, but and like the Exhibition Centre. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the biggest one that had a roof on it. And you look at the weather we had all the way up to it oh, last man. week in Melbourne. We're, we're so lucky. Oh. We oh, yeah, like it just closed that roof. Boop. Like We'd have been so screwed without it. It's way better with the roof on. Yeah. Saint, yeah, just atmosphere. So. Um, all right, let's call you Eve Konsky real quick because I said I'd call you Eve at 7.30. Um, why am I doing this? Why yeah, don't you call you Eve, producer? Yeah, producer. Whatever. Producer Darnell. Producer Darnell hasn't brought his laptop to a damn thing. That's, well, it's, it's right there. there. Right. <laughs> Shut up, Andy. <laughs> um, so, Eve Konsky, talk about a, uh, a big year for those guys. Man. Two championships. Right now on the show, we're going to welcome him on. Brought to you by the guys at AMX or Motorcycle Accessory Superstores. Use the code Inside Dirt to save 10% at amx.com.au. Yurif Konski, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Uh, how's your week been after Marvel? I'm sure it's been a big few days. Yeah, it's definitely been quite hectic. Thanks for... Uh, uh, we haven't had a chance to slow down. We've had a lot of testing going on as we prepare for 2020. <clears throat> You sound like it's been a big few days, mate, but um, we figured we had to get you on it uh, to, to wrap up the season, Eve. I mean, two two championships and obviously four in a row in the Premier class and, and Chris Blow's taking out that SX2 title that went down to the wire. Um, hats off to you guys, mate. That That is a serious achievement and probably a, on a career heavy, uh, heavy list for yourself also. It's definitely been a first for us taking two championships. It's something that that I've uh, endeavoured to do now for several years. Uh, but it's the first time we've been able to achieve it. And uh, it, it feels great to be able to do that, definitely for all of our partners and everyone involved that have really rallied behind our program. So it, it feels great to be able to deliver that. Have you had a chance to let it all sink in or have you just been on full, full bore since you got back from uh, got back to the factory after Marvel? I was speaking to Justin today. They've just finished their media program as they prepare for 2020 themselves. And um, we were talking about that. And whilst it um, hits me occasionally, I must admit it's not something that that has really resonated um, with me at all as yet because we've just been nonstop. I mean, the morning after the event, I was up at 6 a.m. to take Justin and Paige and Brent and Parker and back into the airport 
and then we were back at the shop that afternoon to prepare for testing on Monday. So it's um, it hits me occasionally, and, and when someone rings me up to talk about it, I definitely think about it. But uh, I haven't had the opportunity to take it all in and really um, appreciate what, what we went out and achieved this year, that's for sure. I think it'll. I think it'll definitely sink in over time. Eve, like you said, obviously you guys have got a got a lot going on right now between wrapping up the program in Australia and and look. I don't know how much you can or, or can't talk about things further, but obviously there's been a lot of rumours in the media about you know riders that might be going your way in 2020 and and the USA Supercross deal that um, that we know you brought up on the podcast previously. That that's obviously all full steam ahead for you guys right now. Also, yeah. Well. We have a big program next year, and I can definitely say that we have a 250 uh, MX rider that has signed with us. So it's the first time we've been back in motocross in the 250 class, I think since 2000 and... Would have been 14, right, with Keisha? Uh, Would it have been? Um, do you want the truth? As I said this the other night. We had a team dinner, and I'll have to... Ad- admit that um, every day is a blur to me. I couldn't remember what I did yesterday. I mean, which is a real positive, by the way, that what I'm doing I really enjoy and I don't feel like it's... um, I don't feel like it's difficult. You know, when you really enjoy your work, like I do, it's hard to remember a day that you did work, even though I don't stop. So I, I actually can't remember when we last round a 250 rider in motocross that is you might be right at being Kesha. Uh we definitely ran 250 riders in supercross every year so um, going back into that we, we, we have some goals and uh, Honda have some some real goals they would like us to achieve uh, we'll also compete in the New Zealand motocross championship in the 250 class which is something we haven't done we raced in the 450 class with Townley many years ago but we're going to be riding the 250 class there and we're definitely preparing to do something in America this year in the West Coast Championship. Plus the 450 Motocross Championship will have two riders, which I think I mentioned last time I was on the show. So we're definitely increasing our presence in Australian motocross. That's good to see, mate. Lots, uh, unfortunately, no downtime right now. I guess uh, you, you'll get a little bit when Christmas rolls around soon, but uh Mate, the work never stops. Like you said, when you guys are loving what you're doing, I mean, that, that did blow me away a little bit. Like you look at Justin winning that title and then I think two days later, the Honda press release came out that, you know, they had the team launch and everything and you go, wow, I like talk about not having a chance to let it sink in or celebrate, like straight back on the grind. Um, you know, winning both championships, it was, <laughs> I don't want to say that it's, um, it's definitely far from anything I take for granted. It, I feel fortunate and very blessed to, to do what I'm doing, but there, there is no time to rest. I don't think there's too many people in, in, in motorsport that have a chance to take time out. I mean, we really pick and choose the moments in which we get to switch off from it, but you never really do. I mean, you're always endeavouring to learn to be better. And, I mean, that's why each year the manufacturers bring out new bikes that are slightly improved and each rider learns that he has to be two tenths faster here or a tenth faster there. And so it's constant. And um, unlike the Olympics where you get four years to prepare and learn from, 
where you finished off, oh, we really get no downtime. I mean, in, in, in motorsport, particularly motorcycles, car racing, I believe, is somewhat different, particularly supercars. The car's been the same, I think, for three years, maybe. I don't think the Gen 3 car will come out until 2022, but with, with us, I mean, we're trying to figure out how to make our bike better. Not that there was anything wrong with it, and, and we won with it, so to suggest there was something wrong with it, almost seems uh, contradictive to, to what we achieved, but we definitely will take everything in that we learned. We'll watch videos. We'll take all the data that we learned from the riders and we'll try and make it just that little bit better. And that's, that's what happens in our sport. We just need to make it that little bit better. Every time we hit the track, rider and team. So, yeah, mate, there's no rest. <laughs> There's no rest. G'day, Yuriva. Uh, it's Andy here. I just want to hey, say mate. congratulations again on the championships. Uh, your, all your riders, I believe, stayed in the top five, which is very impressive. Oldenburg uh, third and uh, Metcalf fourth in the championship, which is it's obviously... a big deal. It's outstanding. And um, Thanks, <clears throat> you, you talked I, to... Sorry? I felt for Meddy because, you know, he got second in the first final at... Brisbane, and he was running second again in the next final, and unfortunately, him and Reardon came together. That's our sport. Um, and um, then Meddy again was really quick. I think he won his heat, uh, was winning his heat race comfortably in, in Adelaide and looked quite strong, and, and then crashed in the final. So I, I felt for him, I definitely felt that he could have ran with Reardon. Luke Clout definitely was a bit stronger than him this year, but. I know Meddy was disappointed that he wasn't on the podium overall at the end of the championship. And I think it was just deserved for him to be third in the Oceanic Championship. So to have all four riders on the podium in the Oceanic Championship was great for them and for the team. But I know Meddy was, he, he was bummed he, he finished fourth. He, um, you know, I think it's been a real difficult year for him with injury and I think we'll see a stronger rider in him next year. I definitely know he wants to be a podium guy. So, yeah, I, I felt for him. Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, him getting up from that crash in Adelaide was the biggest relief for me. I'm a big Matty fan, Yuriv, obviously. And, man, see, I was standing right there commentating when he went down, and I, I thought that could have been a season ender, the way he kind of took that hit. But uh, he's a tough old guy, Brett Metcalf, and I think you're right. Considering the year he's had to get, you know, fourth in the championship, third in the Oceana, like, that's still... It's still a pretty big season. And Oldenburg, I mean, I thought Mitchell at, at times was definitely the fastest guy in the class. It just didn't seem like it all went his way uh, when it counted in the finals. You know what I love about Mitchell? Uh, he made a lot of mistakes. He'll be the first to admit it. And that's, that's the, the, I mean, that's there in black and white. Um, but he acknowledged where he was making mistakes. And we really worked hard on them. And... Um, that's a credit to him because, you know, a lot of people can't get out of their own way to improve. One thing that we established with him, and I'm comfortable talking about it, um, boys, is uh, mentally where he was at. And I openly spoke to him about problems that I face as a rider. And I've never had his ability. I could only wish to be able to ride that fast, particularly in Supercross. But I spoke to him about, um, what was going wrong and, and what was affecting him and I saw him emotionally particularly after New Zealand break down a little bit 
um, it, it really frustrated him, the mistakes he was making. So I spoke to him post-New Zealand, and Andy, I, I hope you can attest to this because you've done the same, and that was something I spoke to you about throughout your career. And I just said to Mitchell, you need to talk to someone. You need reassurance that it's okay to, to, to make mistakes. It's okay to um, crash. It's, it's not something you want to do, but it's going to happen, and it's okay, and that, that can't rule you mentally. And, you know, things aren't always going to be perfect at home. And some days it's going to rain, which means you can't follow the routine that you have in place. And sometimes your bike might get a flat tyre, for example, or throw a chain. Um, Things can happen that take you out of your routine. And we spoke about it and I said, look, don't take my word for it. Speak to someone that's an expert in this field. Speak to a sports psychologist. It's an area that I've really read up on and been involved in and listened to and even when I went and got my coaching license at the AIS it was a part of our curricula to learn a little bit more about it which I think you can talk about too Joe and he's like yep you're I agree and I don't know if everyone recalls that he thanked Anthony Clarica uh, during a presentation and that blew me away that he was so open about the fact that he'd seen someone and that's why I'm comfortable to talk about it because he thanked Anthony, the sports psychologist, during a presentation of winning on on um, Saturday. And he he attributed his win on the weekend to Anthony and the fact that Anthony helped him understand the anxieties and pressures that he was dealing with are okay. It's a part of sport and don't let them control you completely. So... Yeah, Mitchell. Mitchell is great. In fact, I know it's it's going to be weird me saying this. I'm I'm proud of Chris Blow, and you know Chris had a job to do this year, and so did Mitchell. And I'm glad that that one of them did it. But I think the greatest thing that uh, Mitchell's going to take away from this championship, even though it was third, is that it's okay if not everything is okay. So I'm I'm really proud that he was able to learn that through his experience here, and that he was able, if anything, to take that away. And to me, that's such a huge reward. That's a trophy. That's a, that's a priceless asset that he'll have for life now. Yeah, I, I definitely agree there. And I think he'd come off a bit of a rough stint in his career in the States, from what I can tell. And, um, you know, coming over here, I think will be a breath of fresh air for him. Uh, does he have a ride in the States next year or where, where's he at? Yeah, he, he has a ride next year. Again, Andy and Joe, I mean, none of us have had a, a professional career where we've had fully paid factory rides before but it doesn't matter whether or not it's a factory ride or a sort ride or a, you know just a, a minor sponsorship with you know three or four sets of gear all of us have had to face rejection in our life um, even in even in relationships and I think that was the hardest thing for Mitchell to to deal with is that you know he, he'd won races in America this year heat races and he'd been on the podium and um, the phone wasn't ringing. That's a lot to deal with, um, you know, especially when you've got a, a young family and you want to put food on the table. So. Yeah, because I didn't know he had yeah. a, a family until I saw, I, I believe it's his wife and his, his baby there at, um, at, the, at the rounds. And I was like, wow, it's funny you don't know these things about these riders from just their racing, but that, that puts a whole new perspective on his career that he needs to, you know, make money and provide for those guys. And uh, it's a lot of... Racing's enough pressure as it is, let alone worrying about that. I mean, I, I'm I got an 80 yeah, month we, old myself. I'm I'm not numb to those uh, pressures as as a provider now. I guess you'd call it. And, and, and that's 
and that's it. And he's dealing with all of that, and he's dealing with all writers, Hugh Reid, James Stewart, Ricky Carmichael, you know, I think when, when Honda were questioning him, Jeremy McGrath, they've all dealt with rejection, um, and it's a lot to deal with. And it's no different again, it's no different going asking a, a girl out. You can just sit there going, she's going to say yes, she's going to say no, and you get anxiety and you get worried, and then sometimes you stop believing in yourself, even in that capacity. And this, you know, this is in a situation where he needs to provide for family. So I'm glad that he, he, he got comfortable with that and he spoke to someone about that, and I think that's clearly why he was so strong at the final round. And he was. He, he checked himself, thought about it, put processes in place, and he went out and won the final round, which was great. I think Chris was capable of winning the final round, and he calculated where he needed to finish in a couple of those races. But overall, I'm, I'm really glad Mitchell could finish with a win. And, um, you know, that, that was fantastic. No, it was a great send-off for him, and... And obviously a massive night for you guys. I mean, SX2 went down to the wire and, and um, you know, it, it obviously went uh, went Chris's way and, and he got the job well, done. So did SX1, didn't it? Yeah, really it did. I mean, yeah, Cloudy. I think I'm really impressed with SX1. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Um And whilst Justin was riding injured, again, I'm not going to take anything away from Luke Cloud because, you know, he hands down was fast at the final two rounds, even against riders such as Jason Anderson. So I know Justin hurt himself quite badly uh, following round two to the point where I didn't think he was going to see throughout. In fact, I, I was questioning... Yeah, can we can we face. get uh, some clarification? I mean, you know, it's going to super detail, but you guys did a really good job on covering that up because not covering it up, but not, not getting it um, into the public eye, obviously for for obvious reasons. We're dealing in a, we're dealing in a competitive sport, yeah. you know, and it was about protecting our interests. Um, we definitely t- told the right people. We told the right people at American Honda, within, within our group. We got medical advice. Um, we saw doctors, some doctors that have actually worked at RaceSafe. Um, and we got the, the information we needed to make uh, the right judgment call. We definitely weren't going to... Justin, I told Justin that he definitely wasn't going to put himself in a situation that could hurt his future. It was his decision. It was his decision to stay and compete, but he had hurt himself bad enough that we were concerned about him flying, and uh, he broke four ribs. Wow, okay. I flew to Queensland, and I went and met with the doctors. I saw the medical report, and I was still like, dude, are you okay to ride? Like as much as I want this championship, as much as you really want this championship, let's think about next year, your HRC ride, let's even concentrate on 2020 the Supercross. And he's like, no, I'm riding. I'm, I'll be right. So he, he rode three laps before he turned up to... He, he rode three laps before he turned up to... Um, Wollongong, it would have been, right? Wollongong. Yeah. And if anyone got to watch that video tape, you could see how he was trying to um, protect his ribs. And then he actually came up short on that triple. Um, He didn't get the drive off it and he hit his ribs again. And again, I was concerned. But no, he he pushed through. 
And um, he I'm, did because really I proud of him. when we did um, opening ceremonies at uh, at Wollongong. You know, I could tell just watching him there was something off all day, but I hadn't heard the rumours yet that he had got hurt. Nothing was really out at that point. And then even when I, I spoke with him, excuse me, at opening ceremonies, I could just tell looking at him like, you could just tell he was carrying some pain in his face. And at the time, I couldn't quite figure it out. But once I heard that he had crashed during the week, like it made a lot of sense. And that, that to me makes it even more impressive that he was able to, to get the job done the way he did. I don't know if either of you have broken ribs. I've definitely broken ribs. I've had a hemothorax, yeah. a punctured lung, and... You know, I've done some serious damage to my chest. One one side sits higher than, than the other. When he rang me from the track, um, sorry, from the hospital, I, I, I straight up didn't think we were racing. I mean, he sounded terrible. I mean, we all sound terrible um, in that instant, but, you know, I could hear it in his voice that he, you know, he, he couldn't believe what had happened and he hit false neutral. Um, sorry, he hit neutral. It wasn't a false neutral. He, um, he went to change into second coming out of a corner. It's a really tight corner. It was a tiny jump, like a really small jump. But the way he um, hit the, the down ramp, um, it really took its toll. And the handlebars collected his rib cage. And again, I'm not taking anything away because I, I never want to say that that's what affected um, his situation in the championship because Luke Clout was extraordinary. Laying down that heater in qualifying, he looked really strong in um, New Zealand. But, you know, Justin Justin really, truly hurt himself. And um, he, he wanted to race. That's a credit to his determination. And um, I, uh, I, I, it made the win just so much more rewarding and that's what the relief was for me and I you know people have seen that I broke down on Saturday night and that was it we were carrying so much we were dealing with so much on and off the bike and we'd had some other issues throughout Supercross with some other teams and it was definitely a competitive championship between the team rivalries and you know the riders I think the riders were a little bit better than some of the teams that we were trying to compete against but Justin held his head high and him winning the championship was a real reward and testament to his, you know, his desire to be on top in the sport at his age. Like, you don't see that very often. Absolutely. Not at that age. No, <laughs> that's for sure. No, there's uh, no doubt that, you know, the team rivalry and, you know, how close it was in points, it, it led to some really great racing and some really good, ra- good racing for the fans as well. Um, and, and, you know, definite... Uh, but I, I will say that the thing that I was really excited about and that Justin could take away from the final round, I mean, he made some mistakes in the in the, in the Super Bowl and it's hard to always lay it down just one lap without a mistake, and that track was very technical because of how slippery it was, but in the three finals, he was fastest. Yeah. And uh, putting this, not putting uh, taking anything away again from Luke, but... He was faster than Jason Anderson in all three races, and Anderson don't want to be beat. Not yeah. by Luke Clout, not by Justin Brayton, not by Chad Reed. He does not want to be beat. Not an ex-American champion. No, and um, yep. Justin was quicker than him in every one of the three finals. So that that was fantastic for Justin to be able to take that away going into next year. So the guy can ride, and the age is definitely. <laughs> not a limitation for him so that's that, that's good for him 
nothing to do with Honda, whether he'd be on a Kawasaki, a KDM, a Suzuki. I mean, I'm, you know, we've become like family, and to see him achieve that, I'm really excited for him going into A1. No, absolutely, and and you know, I think you should be excited because I think he's doing going to do very well. Um, I guess one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, you've got a lot going on at the moment, Eve. you've got you know the Supercross um, that you're talking about doing in, in the States. Um, you just come off, obviously, at two, uh, two championships. Um, what have we got, for the fans that are listening, um, what have we got in store for the Penrite Honda team? Can you obviously can't say too much, but is there anything that you can say? Uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to put out a release on Friday. I mean, uh, it's common knowledge that we're going there, so... <laughs> You know, I don't need to be, you know, smug about it. I mean, or hold anything back. You know, people are talking about it and Moto Online have posted some things. Um, yeah, look, uh, anyone and everyone who knows me knows that I, first and foremost, I, I love a challenge. I do. I just, I, I think that, I think we're blessed in, in this world that we live in that, Anything that we can put our mind to, we can try and achieve, and we'll fail more times than we achieve it, but we can definitely try, and I've always wanted to be in America. Um, and and it, the simple reason is it's, it is the premier championship. It gets the most notoriety, and it's the place that you can get recognized, and I, I don't want to be governed by borders. I, I, I've constantly said that in, in any podcast or interview, um, we're, we're not limited because we live in Australia uh, and people should never be scared about going overseas, whether they're going to go and work in an orphanage or go and help build homes or go and race motorbikes or go and work in a motorbike team or go and work at a motorbike track. If you want to go and explore the world, you should. And I definitely have always wanted to go and participate in America. Truth be told, I would have loved to have done it as a rider, but whether it was talent or the 30-odd broken bones I've had or money, I didn't go down that path. And um, to be able to do this with a team is something that probably is second to that, and I, I want to be able to do that. So we've been working really hard behind the scenes to put something together. We're going to take an Australian rider with us to do the first six rounds. Uh, he may do more than six, but we're definitely doing the first six before he potentially returns here to Australia to compete in the 450 class and we've signed uh, an American rider to do the complete championship and we're comfortable with that in the infancy of setting up over there and then hopefully we can grow from that um, into in the future. Well that's it Yuriv it's um, again you know hats off to you guys it's been a groundbreaking year getting both those championships and, and you're definitely not afraid to, to get after it and, and do your thing in the States. We look forward to seeing that release because, um, you, you know, you're really getting after it. So hats off to you guys there. It's, uh, Thank you. Penrite, uh, we uh, couldn't have done it without Penrite. They're actually su- supporting our, our our dream. So hats off to them. You know, they truly are patriotic about uh, their heritage and they're very supportive of us taking an Australian rider over there. So... You know, Penrite have just been, you know, I'm so blessed and fortunate to be able to work with them. And um, all of our other partners have got behind us, which is fantastic. And, you know, I think there are a lot of people in America that are opening their doors to help us just as we've opened our doors 
to support many American riders, as I've always maintained that we, we live in a world that should have no borders. And if people want to try and do something, hopefully that's encouraged and supported. And I, I, I must admit, I, I feel very, very lucky and, and blessed to have such amazing people around us that are supporting this uh, dream of, of ours. That's it, mate. It's, um, you know, hats off to you. I mean, we won't have time to chat about it right now, but there's a whole other thing I'd, I'd really like to get you on another separate podcast and talk about your ability to get sponsors and, and branding for, you know, for your team as far as, um, the, you know, you had the, the Penrite Plus Fitness at different rounds. We had the Delcon Civil um, Penrite Machines at different rounds. Like your ability to um, draw in those sponsorship uh, dollars and, and, you know, at the end of the day, dirt bikes run on... Uh, so many so many brands out there that are looking for alternative ways to activate. And it definitely is another uh, opportunity for us to, to talk about helping and encouraging some of the youth coming through to try and obtain um, not necessarily industry partners to support their personal quests. But, you know, when you look at social media today, it's instantaneous and some of these young kids are able to hit markets and, demo- and a certain demographic that others can't through their personal mediums. And if they just sort of step out of the norm of what they think should be getting a free pair of pants and jersey, uh, I think they'll surprise themselves because the, the brands out there today are definitely trying to be creative in the way they authentically um, reach, reach an audience. So, but yeah, let's talk about that at another time. And I can't wait to share our journey with, everyone in Australia because it is very much a part, it's very much them that are helping us get there and I hope they, they, they support what we're doing and I hope they feel a big part of it because without my last 20 years in, in Australian motocross and supercross I would never be able to take this leap. A hundred percent mate, we'll uh, look forward to that, let's um, let's try and get you on when you're when you're over there in the States, be ready to talk to you guys while you're over there and sort of document what you're doing and um, hey congratulations once again on, on the two titles. Um, you know, outstanding work by you guys at the uh, Penrite Factory Honda Racing Squad. But hey, guys, Yuri Konsky brought to you by the guys at AMX, all motorcycle accessories. AMX.com.au, the code is inside dirt to get 10% off your next checkout. Get yourself some of that amazing fly racing setup that you guys have been wearing all season long, Yuri. And uh, thanks for coming they to the show, mate. Sell they also sell Penrite there at AMX. And, uh, <laughs> there yeah, you go. I've, I've got to give it up to AMX. Um, again, another great company that back our sport and it's great that they back your program because uh, uh, you guys have gone from strength to strength so I really enjoy the um, the transparency in your program and I definitely trust your program so look forward to talking to you more in the future thanks Yuri mate hey uh, keep up the good work man we'll talk to you soon thank you take care All right, see you bud alright guys Yuri Konsky there brought to you by AMX on uh, amx.com.au and Man, I mean, he's a deep guy. That didn't get too deep, I didn't think. But no, nah. nah, he's he's always a good interview. I like you, Eve. For sure, yeah. He he goes and gives us a pretty good insight on, you know, how the team works and what his kind of angle is with the team. And no, nah, he's, a, he's a cool dude to talk to, for sure. Dude, brain broke four ribs. Yeah. That's gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, I have. So I I actually know someone that broke a toe when he was complaining. I was like, dude, yeah, yeah he's been whinging a bit. Yeah, I, I don't, did I complain once? <laughs> no, I walk in and Duran's got his foot out. Is Mr. Burns' foot's oh, looking all busted? Oh. Um, all right, so let's get into it, banger. Let's get you involved here. So let's talk about Ozx Open. Um, let's start with the SX2. So let's get some results up. That that's the championship, bro. 
Is that what you wanted? Or no, no, the, the results of the round. Okay. So, yeah, so it's ready. This is SX1. Do you want SX2? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny because I said SX2, so it doesn't really sound like, uh-oh, there we go. That's Someone knows how to do it properly. Andy. Yeah, yeah. That's just the. That's not the full series, is it? No, that's no. just. Uh, We're talking about the one. The one okay. we asked for, Isaac's Open. Um, right. So let's start from the top. Oldenburg gets the win with a one-five-one score. Chris Blows goes two-one-four to get second to get the title. Jay Wilson three-two-three get third overall. Jet Lawrence, that's the one we got to talk about in fourth. Went four-three-two. Then it was Duffy Osby, whose night really didn't work out, unfortunately. Uh, Connor Tierney, Reese Bard, Bradley Taft, Duran Stapleton. Look at that. 10th place. 8, 16, 7. What happened with that 16th banger? Just a couple of crashes. Just a couple? Yeah. Was that where you did your foot? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm not sure which one I did my foot, but <laughs> one I of them. must have just kicked the ground. So I didn't notice until I got back to the gate and I was like, I mean, you, all right. <coughs> you got 10th. Tenth is no is pretty good, and I mean, no there's a factory rider in front of you. Is this is this the time where you take the spot, or what's no. going on? <laughs> well, that I was surprised I got tenth with a sixteenth place. That's a bit yeah, but you had two. Like, if you had done another seven or eight, you'd have probably been seventh or sixth overall. Yeah, I felt that was the first round in the whole series that I felt like I was actually could you try. look to me like your old self? Yeah, at, at good, which uh, the whole season was I was only going to do Melbourne. Uh, because I realised how much time I'd been hurt. Yeah. But I thought, stuff it, I'm sick of missing out. I want to come and ride. Um, so, yeah, it was good to actually come to Melbourne and, you know, be able to ride where I hadn't actually ridden in between um, the two from Auckland to Melbourne. I only got to ride the Thursday before once because... Yeah, you guys were just up the road, right, at, at least? Yeah, yeah, but I hurt my back at the gym like an idiot and <laughs> I was all in doctors for a couple of weeks just trying to get my a disc in my back sorted, but... Um, I actually felt for not being able to ride, you know, too much. It was I felt really good. Yeah, no, I I was really impressed because I could tell like first round for you was SA, right? Yeah, and yeah, I, and you were just surviving. Yeah, like, you I, definitely yeah. didn't look yourself. <laughs> I was lucky that the track there was gnarly because I pretty much just rode around and did the jumps. And yeah, that was the only reason I was in the main event. Yeah, but you you got into the LCQ, yeah? yeah, 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 yeah. I was embarrassing. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I mean, mate, you were off the bike for what? Nearly two years. Yeah, pretty much. It's a long time. The dungy. We're doing the show from home tonight. My pug is keeps licking my leg. Trying to get all up in the grill. <laughs> um, dungy, something to talk about yeah, too. Fuck, we'll talk about that yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So after Duran, we had Darian Sinai. So you beat Sinai, which is pretty cool. Seven Eleven. What's the go there? Is he just a rich kid that his parents <laughs> pay for? Like that was what, he, had, he had was Craig so Pro so Circuit there. I think it was a monster deal that brought yeah, him Yeah, but over. They, they legit had a Pro Circuit mechanic there with him. I, I know, know he, was, he was riding um, Brad West's yeah. bike, the, the Aussie junior kid. He was riding one of his bikes, yep. but he had the Pro Circuit guy with him. So, but he had a, I'm pretty sure he had a motor. I yeah, think they rode a motor over. I think sure. he rode Westy's rolling chassis and then he ran his suspension and motor. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what, like I understand his podium GPs and he's an amazing rider, but <laughs> what's losing his mind? What's the go with that? Is just monster flying no. around? Like, so he, he's obviously he, a great rider. But yeah, don't, I, I think Darian's, he's just a, a monster guy that yeah, yeah. they look after. He did really good in amateurs. He like he was an, a top A rider, which he got a pro circuit deal out of that. And then from what I gathered, he went and went straight over to Europe, where he rode for Bud Racing, which I believe he still races for. Still races for Bud Racing. Well, he was on, and then he was on Dixon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then, and yeah, I think all those deals were monster. Okay. He, he 
is it Covington's dad that's like the the yeah, VP nah, of Monster? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. Covington, right? Yeah. So, um, okay, I didn't know if there was a connection there with Sanai, but hence the reason why he probably went to Yamaha, which is Monster Energy team as well. He but rode for Rockstar Husky in the states, the yeah, states. So, but. Uh, Ravenhorse 12, Fogarty 13. So Fogarty rode good, I thought. Hadlow, McKay, Tanny, oof, Webster. Oof. A few guys we need to talk about with big What happened to Webster? Why was he that far back? He DNF'd the first final. He had a big crash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, uh, that just goes to show that uh, lack of preparation yeah, snowballs catches up. into... Because yeah. he obviously had the speed. He, he like qualified a couple times amazingly. But then just when it, when it comes to actually stringing it all together and racing, he just yarded himself yeah. a few Man, times, did you see and, um, and Josh Osby come together in the heat race? Were you in that first heat? Second heat? No, I was in the second heat. Were you, did you – maybe they were in the first heat. Can you remember? Uh, I want to say it was the first. Anyway, one. that big – you know the, the rhythm before the finish? Um, Webster just tripled oh, out no, to the inside. I've seen a video. And like pretty much landed on Osby and just – Cleaned him, cleaned him out. Like I don't think he did it on purpose, no. but man, it was rough. Yeah, that would look like a decent hit. Yeah, well. and the worst thing he would have been able to see that he was coming through the air. He's going to land on his handlebar. Yeah, he just dr- drifting, and there's nothing worse, man. This um, man, Tanny, like let's start there. That oh, was we, uh, we were watching it together. Oh yeah, I nearly, dude. Yeah, we like we. So what? Oh oh oh! Yeah, like, yeah. I just did remember that start on the triple on. I think he clipped the yeah. off of the three on off. No, no, no. He went and he went triple on, and when he went triple on, he slid because it must have been slippery on top of it. So his back wheels kicked out, and as he's come off, he's gone, dude. This is not good. Gone off the thing sideways, case the like the off. But then and he went then three still. He didn't. He didn't back off, man. He didn't go just like, all right, let's double this. He pinned it, and I don't know whether it was throttle stick or not. But he went for the three halfway through the air. He went. Dude, there's no way I'm even getting yeah, close to this. He tried to jump off, jump off. but he did like a, a knack-knack yeah. with his right boot. Like he was trying to slide down the landing of the three, but he mm. didn't get off the bike clean. No. So then the bike's bucked up when he cased the next three because he was at, you know, the, over the five-footer. Yeah. And then, oh man, did you see the photo sequence? It was bad, man. Oh, dude. It was really bad. And I don't know if he's okay. Have, has anyone seen any updates? He was walking around on crutches. Okay. Yeah, like well, he, he wasn't okay. broken or anything. I think he just had a serious hit, but... Um, it was bad. That was enough to take him out of the I top three in the that, championship. Because he's meant to be heading over uh, to America as well. So I wonder, Really? I yeah, hadn't heard that apparently yet. Apparently he is. So. Is this uh, news? Because obviously Jay Wilson's doing it. Yeah, I know. I don't know if Tanny was racing that, but he was heading over. So hopefully that doesn't affect it that. It didn't look like he was broken to me. It just looked yeah. like he'd had a big hit. But So that took him out of the championship, unfortunately. As <laughs> well, far if he's as not broken, he should have been back out there because he was my title pick and he <laughs> made me look stupid. Yeah, dude, he hit his uh, head off. Oh, mate. <laughs> It was a pretty big crash, and we hope he's doing all right. Uh, so, know. Webster, DNF 12-13. Um, Lawwood went pro, went 16, DNF 17. I was actually – hats off to him for stepping up. They cancelled the juniors, didn't have enough entries. Yeah. He just like screw it. Apparently, apparently, he got a rude awakening to the pros, though, because um, I think it was someone I was talking to. Uh, I was I actually got together with him in the second race. We They had the – I think it was um, – Darian crashed in the whoops. Someone crashed in the whoops, and he went down to the right of them, and I went down the left. And he, because he started the berm quite wide, he cut down, and I was just coming. <laughs> and I, I laid it down before I sort of hit him, but it took us both out. Yeah. And then apparently, so I told that to someone. They said, "Yeah, he got taken out in the other two main events as well. Mm. So he got cleaned out <laughs> in all three. You're just a bully. <laughs> so you're just I'm like, not, there's I the new guy. Trying. 
Two torpedo on the block. I mean, to be honest, it's a huge event. It's just like the biggest event to start off with, really, isn't it? But like, that's what I'm saying. It's ballsy for him to do that. And yeah. he made the main event. For yeah, he, he made, made the main. Yeah, um, that's good. He, you know, put his money where his mouth was and went and did it. Um, What's his name? Because I so it's, Alex Lawwood. I keep thinking his name's Liam for some reason. No, I think you get him confused with Liam Andrews. Yeah, uh, okay. he was the other Yamaha yeah, junior kid okay. that's gone pro now. So but let's let's talk about this from one all the way down. I said that Mitchell Oldenburg was going to win, and he did. He did. And then I said Chris Bloss was going to come second. And win the title. And he did. And he did. I actually said I, I wanted Osby to win this title, but we're not going to talk <laughs> about that. The only person that took out my top three was Jay Wilson, which, hell of a ride for Jay. Mate, Jay was on it all day. Yeah. Well, the thing is, so he went 2-3-2 two, two in the main events. Jay went to 3-2-3. Three, so how three two three? Yeah. So how crazy is it that um, uh, Jet went four three two and didn't make the box? Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like, well, it was one on the podium. one five one from Oldenburg, two one four from Blos, three two three from Wilson, and Jet was four three two. So did Oldenburg get the win on the last turn, or was he going to win anyway? Uh, no, he passed no, Jet yeah. on the last turn. No, but I mean that was for the main event win. But I think did, if did Jet give him give him the overall, or was he not going to get it? If Jet no, wins, if Jet wins that last race, no, care. no, no. If Jet had won the last race, Oldenburg still would have won because it would have been on a countback. Four, okay. three. It went, he went one four. He would have gone one four two. Which no, he went one five two. two. One. He would have gone one five two. Four plus what? three. Oldenburg went plus one five two. one. So. Jet ended up with Oldberg nine points, one, four, one. so he'd yeah, ended one, five, up one. with eight points if he won that final moto, and then Oldenburg went one plus five plus two is 53. No, it's not. Uh, one plus five plus eight. two. No. Equals, so they'd have tied. For the that's, r- that's wrong, Joe. Is it? Yeah, look what Andy's got. Andy's got the official results. So why did you give me wrong ones? <laughs> <laughs> Just to mix it up a little bit. Well, I thought, you know. So Jet would have gone. Why is, four, it, why three, is it wrong? Oh, Oldenburg went one four one. Yeah. Oh, you know why? Because Osby got docked them positions. Is yeah. right. Anyway, well, I'm just not going to look at these Did anymore. Did I open up a can? It's of all right. No, it's all good. It's all good. No, um, didn't. Anyway, so let's talk about. So we heard about Oldenburg. We heard about Blows. Jay Wilson, Sick super ride. impressive yeah, man. Sure. He was freaking killing it. Yeah. Um, I always feel like he does really good at the end of the season, and I could be wrong, but I think he did so much better at the end of the season. Oh, he did. He's a confidence guy, and he always builds confidence. Is he a confidence guy or a contract guy? Yeah. Oh. I think he already had a contract, to be fair. No, I think he's pretty much a mainstay at that Yamaha team as much as, as long as he's he, still he there. But he like, that's correct, because every year he's done it, pretty much. Remember, he was on race line, and all of a sudden, yeah, caught he, fire. Yeah. He won the last round, I think, didn't he? So Yeah, I think you're right, in 17. He always does so good at the end, and I just feel like if Jay had a started the way he finished, he would have been a guy who I think would have been... But, but with him being a confidence rider, if he won uh, round one, mm. that would have just... Snowballed for him. Well, he won a yeah. final at round one. That's what I mean. But if he didn't have that bad second race, yeah, he might have changed everything. Fire. I agree. Right, Jet Lawrence. Where's everybody at with Jet? He's a freak, and everybody will better watch out. When My was the last time we had a sixteen-year-old do that? Chad Reed. Yeah, Chad. Did, did again? You and I were sitting together. Yeah, I'm blown away. When he seat bounced on the three, and his throttle hand came off. His hand fell off. The, I, I've the, heard the this. triple on, but it didn't just slip off a little bit. Like it pretty much turned into a. It went back. Like, it went behind his head. Like, he blew off the back of the bike and then somehow just got it back on and went through the rest of the rhythm. Do you think 
now that he's going to do West Coast, mm. with a little bit of a so that track wasn't that gnarly, but on a bigger American track, mm. do you feel can can he get through healthy? That's the only that, thing that's, that's going to stop battle, him. Yeah. Isn't it? That's the battle, isn't it? Because he's obviously got crazy speed. He's obviously super talented, but you know hold what? it together. I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to get a bit of hate on it. Yeah. I reckon he's going to get a win on West Coast. You reckon? Nah. One race win. Dude, he, didn't, race win. he didn't win here. Nah. He isn't winning in the I States. Not in his first year. I'm going to say it. You're and high. He, no, it's going to happen. <laughs> he has a better year than Hunter, that's for sure. Well, Hunter's is, just got to stay healthy. Is he going East Coast or the brothers racing each other? Well, no, well, we don't Hunter's know the coast. Known, no, uh, Jetstone West. All right, so Hunter's got to be doing East because he's barely back on the bike, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he's just back on. Well, when he gets a heat race win, I'm going to laugh in your faces. So <laughs> You didn't say heat, you said main. I said a race win. Oh, it's not the same that's, thing. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> not. Duran uh, could get a heat race win. No, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could. Nah, but so, you, did up, you say Jet in the whoops? He's got that freakish skill of Sketchy, completely oh. fucking it up. And then <laughs> yeah, he just pulls the front wheel up. How many then, whoops did he miss? Like, But he, it's not like he did it like once or twice. Many like, times. Yeah, many times did he miss. Was he lapping you at this point? No, I was watching on the TV. <laughs> what, while you were riding? No, like, after I swear he missed whoops more than he hit him, and he still came through clean. Yeah, he, he was serious? the first 250 I'm, rider to hit the quad over in the rhythm before the finish. Well, he's I got freaky skill. Yeah, no yeah. one was really doing that, but... Um, Maybe right, your so results would have been better, Duran. Just sacked up. Um, Duffy got fifth. I was super impressed with Duffy again. He's impressed me. I don't me. think he gets the credit. He doesn't, man. He doesn't. He's only what sixteen or seventeen, 17. as well. So if if he um like if Jet wasn't there, that uh, maybe we would have thought maybe biggest race of the year. Sixteen year olds in fifth. That's pretty impressive. I feel like you know what's crazy is that I feel like two three years ago we were saying oh there's no one fast coming through. Next thing you know, there's Regan Duffy and Jet Lawrence who are top fiving at the last round. I mean, these are the guys that are going to be coming through. I was having this conversation with someone today. Like, you look at Australian motocross right now. Yeah, we've got um, Nathan Crawford, Bailey Malkowitz, Mitch Evans, Jed Beaton, Wilson Todd, Wilson Todd. Five guys from the MX Nationals and Aussie Supercross now at MXGP, and we've got the Hunter Lawrence and the Jet Lawrence Brotherhood in AMA. Um, you know, not to mention we've got Jay Wilson going over there. We've got your Reeves team going over there. Are you going over there? Me? Yeah. Ooh. I'll, I'll be going over, but I don't know what to what extent. Right. Like, I'm trying to figure that out. Considering the only bike I have just blew up oh, <laughs> two man. days ago. Yeah, so rough. A bike that you weren't even riding blew up. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was just warming it up after the weekend and it nipped up. So Better there than on the freestyle ramp at Oz uh, X. Yeah, I don't know. I actually don't know how I finished. Like, it, it didn't nip up on the weekend. So Did you just do a piston or what did it do? Um, well, we just pulled it apart today and it needs a cylinder ahead. Uh, the piss, the oil pumps, uh, oh, like, so, yeah. so it did much. a decent job. So like a two and a half grand thing. Yeah. Which so is if anyone wants awesome. to WWE, go fund me. Yeah. Duran, <laughs> needs some sponsors. To Actually, you know what? Let's, let's get you some sponsors for the States. Ah, oh, no, it's okay. You don't, you, you, don't want, you don't want help? Oh, if you, if you, right, hey, if, if anyone's listening, out. if anyone's listening on the show, there's a lot of industry people listen, and you want to help Duran Staple and get back to AMA Supercross, hit me up or hit Duran up. Let's make it happen. I actually, what, what's dollar figures to get the, the podcast logo on the bike? So, oh, oh, there you go. So, just for the weekend, we can pay actually, actually, you know, two. What's the figure just to get my face on the side, like on your shroud? <laughs> just for the weekend, t- it's a, like it was a thousand bucks. So, I had the three sponsors on the weekend. 
and one of them was a little more, but uh, like the main one was a little more. Yeah. But just to be on the shroud or like the airbox or wherever like that, wherever you arc sort of thing, like yeah. front guard, that it's just a thousand bucks. Okay. So going into the weekend, I made like a thousand from two sponsors and a little more from another one, and that was. Like, so you're telling me if I can. If I pay you a thousand bucks, I get to create your sticker kit for the Dude, side. You, you can do, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. want. <laughs> okay. This so could be a lot of fun because I can design graphics too. Yeah. So. yeah. For only deciding like a, the sort of the week, the day like after Auckland mm-hmm. to get a, some sponsors, I thought that wasn't too bad. No, it's Got good. Like a little bit of money for one race. Uh, it's it, like, it all helps, man. So everyone... Go, go help a friend. Yeah, help yeah. Duran out. DM the show. I think... DM the... Yeah, DM me, dirt. DM anybody in the show. Hit Duran, hit Duran up to him. Let's see if we can help him out. But, um, all right, so we just got to... Connor Tierney. Connor Tierney, man, killed it too. Always, man. He's been a... What's he doing next doing year? really good. Well, he, he hasn't done any... You know, he hasn't really been signed or done anything for a few years. So getting him on Serco again, that's solid. And hopefully this opens some doors for him. And then... Hopefully Serco signs him. Well, there's a few spots in the pits now if you think about it. Because well, like Crawford's gone, Crawford's over gone, Malkowitz is gone, um, Wilson yeah, Todd's the gone. Team, the team that Malkowitz was on is also gone. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I heard some things on the weekend that let's not create rumors. Yeah, right, I, boys. I, it may have folded, but I I think there might be some origami going on. I, I don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see. I did hear some yeah. things. I don't know how true it is, but we'll see. I, I did hear that. You know. Things. things. Well, hopefully that <laughs> if a team disappears after winning both championships, there's something wrong. It would be so. Hopefully Dale and that can get it sorted, and because yeah. that is arguably one of the best teams. It's the one have. of the most successful teams out there. Uh, I yeah. I mean, let's not beat around the bush. I heard they're in some way, shape, or form coming back, and I heard they're going to be pretty much back where it was. But I don't know how true it is. So we'll see where it goes. We're gonna have to wait and see. We are. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tierney could end up. At any spots because there's some open and he's got the potential. I mean, you know he's fast outdoors. He used to rip in under-19s in MXN. So, Osby, man, talk about a night that went from bad to worse for that guy. Um, gets cleaned out by Webster in the heat race. Um, and and unfortunately, he still his so, results. But, so, he went 5, 7, 12. So but that first one, he complete, that was he, all he's doing. He was... Well, up there, he was in the battle and that, and he just tucked the front, didn't he? In the turn, sort of after the start area. There. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of it, th- there's a catch twenty two to it. And I'm not, so I'm not blaming the night. I was getting distracted. I don't know if I finished my point. I'm not blaming the night on Webster and him getting together. I'm not putting that on Webster at all. Before, <laughs> before it sounds, <laughs> it sounds like, like that. you are. I Dick. know it does, but that's the way it. <laughs> you just ruined Joe's pick for the championship. <laughs> that's the way it started out, right? As they came together, he went down, but he recovered from it well. But he he got eighth in the heat race, so I think he had sixteenth gate pick for the mains, but he managed to, it didn't ruin his night because he was almost in the top three, like every race out of the first turn is what I'm getting at. So he, he didn't put himself in that bad of positions. Um, but you look at his results, race one, Osby goes fifth, which you go, you know, fifth is good, but where it went to, 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 to bad for him is that he went fourth in the second final, but he got penalized three spots for jumping in under yellows. Oh, that's really? right. That's what Remember, happened. Yeah. yeah. So he went from third to seventh. Was that the Latimer crash? I think so. Yeah. In the, in the rhythm. I was that flaggy. I, I want to ask well, you that. It wasn't that, that one that missed it, but I was um, on that lane. Yeah. So Latimer's down in the turn before the finish. Yeah. We had to roll that entire lane. Mm. Do you think that you should have to roll? Like, I understand maybe it you have to because you can't just stop jumping for a lane sort of thing. Yeah. But do you feel like it's necessary to have that entire lane just like 
cross-flagged out so that you had to roll it. Because that, I know there was a lot of carnage on the weekend, but there was two main events, and I haven't done that in a long time where there's that many laps under roll in Yeah, under, under wave medics. I mean, look, in the States, right, it, you can do everything on wave yellows. Um, the only thing you can't do is, is medic flags, right? But in the States, the medic flags don't come out as often, I guess you'd say. Um, on that, though, Latimer was in a pretty bad way. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying like 100%, but, but the I mean, whole look, section, in, like 100 metres where you started rolling. The problem with it, too, like I was in oh. that section, and from where I was standing, which was at the takeoff, was where you'd go if you were going step the, the three on yeah. in the middle of the rhythm. And you couldn't see, like I had to move constantly throughout the night. I don't know if anyone would see me. I was running around like a headless chook. That's unlike you to be Yeah, going. I know. Yeah. I was yeah. super stressing. But it took <laughs> to get up there to see that because where he'd crashed in the middle of the corner, you couldn't see it. And I don't think the flag on the end, and I know he, there was some things said on social media about that particular guy. Mm. Um, I didn't see it. but Yeah, but <laughs> I couldn't see over. So for us to shut that lane down, it took, because of how fast you were going through that lane, and that was a judgment call by a higher up official than just a flaggy to shut that lane. Yeah, they, they ba- I think it's a safety concern, right? Like, do, I think in the heat of the moment, if there's any doubt that them guys doubling through to a certain point and they can't stop safely, I, what was probably more gnarly is the fact that you guys had to go inside of that. And, uh, go, and, yeah. and then on the 250s, you had to seat bounce the finish jump off yeah. the ramp. Was that fun though? Well, the first time I did, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. Um, <laughs> so no, there was it a few fun. people that didn't make it. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a few people decking it after Just that. Just step on, step off? Yeah, yeah there was yeah, a big crash. Step that. onto the lander yeah. and then onto the floor. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about that finish line for just a second? There yeah, were a yeah. few 250 guys that I thought, Ooh, oh, maybe, I've got something to talk maybe about later. You shouldn't. I have something really good to talk about later. Go on. Like, there was a few guys that were hitting. They were like not just hitting the top, but they were almost hitting the backside of it and then bouncing face first really? to the deck. Yeah. Like, but what surprised me is how many guys decked it and no one was going down. Um, but anyway, we've got to get through this. Otherwise, it's going to be all night. So then, so he comes out seventh in that one. So this is Osby. The last race, he's running up front. I think he led for a second. Then he comes together with, I think, blows. But I think Osby initiated the contact. But when he did, um, basically it blew the, the oil cap cover off of the casing. On Osby's on bike. On Osby's bike. That's how hard they hit. And you saw his bike was steaming. So it was that was where it was coming from. It uh-huh. was leaking out of the out of the motor. I'm wondering why it was steaming because you could see it as it was coming. Yeah, past. so it's that was that oil, trail. right? That was oil, and then obviously got on his brakes, and that was it. Oh, because was one because because it went from bad, and even I was in the stands, and I'm like, what? The? Like because I do the press for the racing like guys. A retard was some of the turns. Yeah, he couldn't, and, and he crashed right in front of us in the industry seating. I'm like, yeah, what the, the what is whoops. going on? I was right behind him, and I was like, he shouldn't have crashed like no, that. that was but retarded. so he had no brakes. So. Makes and sense. obviously trying to win a title in that last race, like he had to win to yeah, have he would a have shot. Been and it, it went from bad to worse. So I hate to say and you know what blew blew me away more? He ruptured his ACL, I think, after round one. See yeah, that Instagram did. post he put up? Yeah. I didn't know about that. I obviously no one did. So is it like something he has to get fixed or No, he reckons good? he's gonna go through and race AMA with it, but I, I don't know how people do that dude, because I Neither. seriously I did an ACL, MCL. I couldn't even freaking walk, yeah, let but alone that's just like, like you that's, are soft though. Oh, t- that's one of those things where. <laughs> Sorry, hero. <laughs> that's one of those things where people can pop a shoulder out thirty times and be like, yeah, and use it, and then you one time don't even pop it out, and you can't even lift your arm. Yeah, like, it's just one of those. He's lucky, I guess. I guess, yeah. I mean, he pulled it off, but um. So yeah, that was Osby's deal, and unfortunately, that cost him the title, man. Big night for him, but. I think we've talked enough about uh, SX2 at this point. But sorry, um, just before we move on from yeah. SX2, 
I was a talking point from Andy all year long throughout the series. Brad Taft. Yeah, it's Taft. What what did he get in the first final? Were you pretty good? He went well, twelve. Twelve. Eight. Eight. Okay, okay, you didn't do pretty good then. Well, I don't know with Taft, man. I mean, look, I, I'll be straight up. I don't think he was gelling with the bike all that much. Looking at him riding, um, that's no disrespect to the team. It just didn't look like it was working out. You know, as far as it, he just didn't look great on it, and I don't know. I don't know what to attribute that to. Whether it's him, he had a lot of time off this year. Maybe we were expecting too much from him, guys. I don't know. Well, yeah, I wonder what he's going to do next year now. Cause well, I don't think he's got a ride at home mm-mm. in the States. Yeah. I don't know. Look, man, I, I've seen him in, like, M, sorry, AMA Amateur Nationals, and he's won A-class races, which if you're winning A-class races, you've got some serious speed. And then uh, we saw him when he came over when he was running the Hondas. Yeah. And we know what it, like he can do. He's an Well, dude, he ran top 10 as a privateer in 40 motocross in that's AMA. What, that's like what I mean. Like he went and bought a bike that's and what did I mean. that. So, I don't know. He's, he, I'm not sure. He's got the speed, man, and I hope that he can put it together because he's a good kid and he rides fast. Um, but, you know, I don't think that ninth is where he wants to be. That's definitely for sure. So, all right, guys, this is the AMX All Motorcycle Accessory Superstars Australian Supercross Show brought to you by the guys at Recoverate. And uh, make sure you guys use the code Inside Dirt. It's your last chance to do it. I don't know. How long are we going to run this code for? Until uh, I can be bothered to, to remove it. it. All right, <laughs> so we might we might run it for a few more years, but let's try and use it as quick as you can, guys, on your next order. Inside Dirt is going to get you 10% off your next order at checkout at amx.com.au. And you can use that to get a set of fly racing gear. You can use that to grab yourself a set of uh, Castrol oils. Um, special shout out to the guys at Fly Racing Castrol for supporting us all year long. And uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, please support the guys that support us. Recoverate, recoverate.com.au. The cyber sale is on all week long. And you can grab yourself massive discounts. Save up to 45 bucks on a three bottle purchase on Recoverate. And uh, a lot of guys are going to be using that after the weekend for some recovery because uh, the season has definitely took its toll. So recoverate.com.au. Check that out. And are you on uh, that program, Duran? Are you on Recoverate? No, no, I haven't. Maybe you should it. be. Oh, yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, Have you tried you it yet? Be, yeah. I'm like I try and keep my money for the supplements down like quite it's non-existent okay, okay. <laughs> well, there it is there is no budget okay <laughs> yeah, recovering if you're listening <laughs> alright well maybe maybe we could get you like a recoverate um, bike for one of the AMA rounds maybe there you go uh, do you reckon that I, I know their pockets for I that? know a guy so. you know a guy yeah I know a guy I maybe we I can make too, it happen <laughs> I'm too scared to ask you alright maybe I'll ask him. But you know what guys Christmas uh, has come around the corner and uh, there's no better gift than getting your kid or yourself <laughs> some, some fresh <laughs> <laughs> fresh gear or recovering oh, right, that's what little t- little t- there's worse things to get under the Christmas tree, but like we <laughs> yeah, said, like guys, nothing. thanks, thanks to, um, thanks to all those guys for supporting the show. It wouldn't happen without them. Um, we did the Castro Oils Pit Show and that's now, uh, on the pod, um, stream. So you can check that out on our channel and, uh, some really cool insight with Rick Kelly there and some of the other, um, guys that we had on it OzX Open. So let's talk about SX1 now. Let's do it. Dude, can we turn a light on in here? Can someone go get that? Because your house. Yeah, yeah but I'm stuck here. I'm going to do it. All right, you go get that. All right, Donnell's got it. Sorry. Well, the pod, the pod gear's been on the road for a few weeks doing these live shows, so we just decided to do this one at my house instead of the studio. And um, here we are. So SX1. Now, there was a lot of, of hype coming into this round, obviously with um, Luke Clout versus Justin Brayton. Where did you did you think Brayton had a shot? At, I mean, Cloudy had a shot at getting it done at all, Duran. Did you think? I did. Well, 
going into the weekend, I didn't really. And then Clout comes out. He goes fastest in qualifying, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he, he goes, went. Wins the heat and then wins Super Bowl. So coming into it, like before the main events of the night, you're thinking, well, fuck. Like Clout he's the guy. Actually he's the guy. Thing. And yeah. I, I was the exact same. I was even Me saying, and you, we I was were like, sitting, dude, yeah. no shot. But I also was thinking of Coolum and how that didn't go to plan to him for him. And that he, was proof that it could happen again. And unfortunately, he wasn't patient enough. He went for a move on Brayton in the first main event and then yeah. everything just snowballed from there. And yeah, I, it just didn't work out. I think for Cloudy, it wasn't meant to be this year because I think if it would have been anywhere else but Coolum for a double header at the end of the season, I think he had that title won, honestly. But you're not going to beat Waters at Coolum over two days. No shot. And then I think when you look at when the track was in its prime, he was the fastest guy. But by the time the mains rolled around, that wasn't a Luke Clout track anymore. It was polished. It was blown a little bit out. And he's so aggressive and intense. The mistakes caught up to him. But in saying that, when like I felt like on the weekend, the track, yeah, it was... Like, well, you know better than me. I was watching, was nice so how was ring, it? But it wasn't like... You could still push compared to, say, let's say Wollongong that was absolutely... Like, like really slippery. Broken apart. Absolute yeah. crap. So... I, that is true. He's a really aggressive rider and maybe not, but I just think the moment got a little bit a better of him. Yeah. And he thought he could win the, you know, yeah. biggest championship we have. And, yeah, unfortunately, um, he was a little bit impatient, impatient, and, yeah, just made a mistake. And then and then it snowballed from there. He got caught up in the Anderson and Chad thing. Yeah. And then yeah. just bad starts and then, like... It, yeah, just bad positions and bad things. I mean, I, here's the, here was my deal. Like, I was hyping it up all week during the live shows and everything we were doing, being Both patriotic. Were. Like, patriotic, you wanted Cloudy to win. But in the back of my head, I was like, Brayton's done this so many times. We're at the biggest event of, of Supercross in Australian history. Brayton's experience has to shine through. And sure enough, that first main, he goes out and wins the thing. And and talk about a contrast. Like, Cloudy's on the floor, he's struggling, he gets where to get 10th, and Brayton wins. And at that point, you're like, that's the difference. What do you, you mean... Know? Was the pressure too much? I don't know. I might have missed it when I went to the Tottenham, but the pressure was on. If he yeah. was, if he went in one point down rather than one point up, would it be a different story? Uh, I don't think so. Either way, it was no, whoever Brayton still would have rose up and, Brayton, and rode the way he did. The thing is, Cloudy got what third in that second main event. He did, yeah. So it wasn't like he uh, like was off the pace. I don't think no, he had he was, quite the pace of those front guys because he did start within that second one. Yeah, yeah. And they did pull away. So whether or not he could have done anything in those other two main events that he had a crash in. It's hard to say, so. isn't it? Because like if Brayton he, rose above. He did. He you know what, man? I think it really came down to where you put yourself on the start and Brayton consistently put himself in a very good position yep. and Cloudy didn't put himself in a good position off those starts. I mean, he did twice. Oh, no, once. I think he did once off the start. But the rest of them, he was middle, middle of the pack and that's what really led him into a lot of those kind of crashes and stuff like that, you know? Well, how was that first turn banger? Like, because it was oh, weird. That like. was the one of the things, so that I felt like the track was awesome. We had some good rooms, probably the best rooms we've had of the season. Um, and, like, really good track. The whoops, like, held together and they were really good. But that first turn, whoever signed off on that first turn was drunk and high. <laughs> Because if you, you I'm go not 90 sure, into a 180. I'm not sure if they thought that the left was going to go a little bit further. You had a little straight in there and then do the U-turn. Mm. But to have it the way it was, 
you were either going to have people swing wide and have a head on or they were going to just swing wide and not make the turn at all and then cut in. And that's exactly what you saw. You saw uh, apparently uh, Anderson and Jay Wilson did it. They just yeah. went straight and then went right. Great start. Mm. And how can they – you can't protest that or you can't penalise them for that because – It's within the – It's their fuck up making the first turn like that. So if any – every way that they've ever had those turns like that, I don't know if you remember – I think it was Dallas a few years ago. Osby took out the entire field. Oh, yeah. Exact yeah, I remember start. that. That's it when Davalos just got put into yeah, outer space. Yeah, 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 so yeah. It never works when they do that. Um, like, I, I don't know why that was designed. It would have been better if we just went like a right or, or around the back of the finish um, corner and onto that room lane or something like that. There was much better ways to do it, and I'm just not sure why they went ahead with that. When I mean, it might be one of the things Adam Bailey was talking about with refining. You know, like there's there's obviously things that they wanted better, and I don't know. I didn't write it. It, it was hard to tell from where I was sitting how how it was, but uh, literally from the very first start in first lab of practice when we did it, you could tell that it was going to be wrong. They even said, um, "We're going to change this. We're going to put a pile of dirt on the inside to make it so that you have to." To go around it, uh, yeah, yeah, and it still didn't work. It was just wrong. Or well, did you see the the um the crash in the four fifty start in that with uh, Henry Miller? Yeah, Henry in the practice. That was practice, yeah. That was gnarly. Friggin what was the go with that? No, he just he just went down the too inside way too much front brake. Um, well, apparently when they picked his bike up, his whole shot button was still in. Yeah, so I could, that, that might make more, sense. Yeah. But man, he hit the ground hard. Like, unfortunately for Miller, he didn't even get through to the. To the night show, he went to the hospital. So but that was another American. Uh, we got Savachi and Miller. Yeah, Miller both both went to the hospital. Um, right, so Brayton gets the um, overall one, one, two, three, and gets six points. So he gets the overall big win for him. Beats Anderson seven one one. Well, that's the first time he's won the Oz X Open. Yeah, yeah, and get the title. Um, what were you guys' thoughts on Anderson's performance? Dude, honestly. I'm a big Anderson fan, as you know. I'm, I'm well aware. Uh, Did you know that Andy was the president okay. of the Jason Anderson fan club here in Australia for a lot coming. of years? I knew this was coming. Yeah. Until he went and with Josh Hansen, and then he switched the allegiances. Yeah. I'm going to just keep going. <laughs> he's, actually wear, he's actually wearing um, Team Fried merch right now. <laughs> he does have Team Fried merch on. I'm surprised he hasn't got it tattooed here across we, yeah. his forehead. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was a few years ago. Every conversation, it was like, "Yeah, but did, but Anderson, did you see Anderson? This isn't oh, this isn't fun for me. Anyway. <laughs> it's going to be cool to see if Anderson can come out. And so, obviously, people think he shit the bed pretty hard. I think he did. Super yeah. close. Oh, but you, the president of the fan club, just so, step down. What? So, <laughs> so he had that bad first round in the mud at Anaheim. Glendale oh, yeah. comes out, nearly wins the thing. Mm. Died in the ass a little bit, and Bagger got him. But then he got injured after. Yeah, that. and got injured. Yeah, so, so we don't, don't have we anything don't know. going. Yeah. Go, go off. Yeah. Um, he so went all right outdoors though. I think he did. Like he hasn't really had that many gate drops at all. But I, mean, like, if, I honestly thought that Jason getting here, he would be on another level, like he was to you. Like, but he was on another level. He was, man. He was. He was. You watched. He didn't like, even have to take the joker lane. Did he not take it in Melbourne? I don't think I saw him take it either. Dude, I don't know, man. Three left to practice. He didn't get super pole. What didn't? What did he win a heat? No, at Super Bowl mm. in New Zealand, he made him look silly. He though. was on another level in New Zealand. Yeah, so he was still. You watch him in practice, and it took him what? I think as soon as the wave yellow was gone he for the first everything. lap of practice, yeah. it was like okay, it, triple, triple, quad, quad. See you later, dude. I don't think he's going to be the guy that this year in AMA Supercross. You know, he's not going to get a win. You know, I reckon. 
Dude, I don't know. I he said Jet Lawrence is going to win a 250 own, race. Then he's going to so get you, a win. You think he's yeah. going to get a win over? Just that you don't. Roxon. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's going to get a win over Roxon Tomac? He's a champion two he years won. ago. Yeah, Roxon's never won a championship. Dude, Anderson I hope he does. Has. I hope he does because I'm a fan of him. But I, I wasn't like astounded by his. Whole race. So uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 no, wait, wait. I want to know what the hell someone has to do to impress you because he just came out on the weekend and got cleaned out in the first main, still comes back to seventh, seventh, and then absolutely dominates the next two mains. But wouldn't you have thought he would have got the Super Bowl? Wouldn't you have thought? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude! He I don't fucks know. up one lap of the night and then he just runs him off. Dude, I don't know. I just don't. I didn't think he was that fast. I thought he what? was fast. So he was not that fast. I think I was imp- can, I, he can, Eddie, can you pull up the lap times? Is that what we need to get to? Dude. Well, apparently Brayden had the fastest time in every race. But you have it. Anderson impressed me as far as how dialed he looked and okay. how easy he was doing it. Um, he would have gone one 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 if it wasn't for the first one. Do you think that he looked as fast as he did in Sydney when we first saw him? A different environment. Yes. Okay, but is it? Do you think he was faster? Which one? No. I think he was the same. But he's been injured all year. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I said he didn't look like he, he wasn't what he but was. But for you to say he, you don't think he's going to get a win next year. Like I never that. said he... I actually didn't <laughs> confirm that I didn't think he was. I said he might. But I don't think he's going to be a win. Like well, he's going to take the title. In the all first right. final, I think your was wrong. Yeah, um, your A's watching it through Honda colored yeah. glasses. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a red, Anderson, it's a red watch. Anderson did a 44.424 and... Brayton's fastest was a forty-five eight. Right. So, okay. so he was. So is he fast enough for you now? And that's only in one race. I've got two more. And to that's go why he's come through the pack. Yeah. Why are you hating Andy? I don't know why everyone's hating on me. I just don't <laughs> think he's going to get a win. All right. So Hill gets third. Um, I said he was going to get on the podium. You did, yeah. Yeah. I I believed it. He was. He's been riding pretty good all year. Like three, four, two. Like super consistent, dude. I think he's going to do well in East Coast two light uh, two fifties. In the States. Who's he riding for? I don't know. It's obviously oh, it going to have... a club MX team, surely. Ah, oh, that makes sense now. But are they doing a team? Yeah, it's that they've got like three teams that run into one. It was like Traders, yeah, Club, true. and who was it? Like Redemption. 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 She's like Skip Norfolk was managing it. Major cool points. I wonder if it's going to be on a Kawasaki. Nah, it'll be on a Yamaha. No, You'd hope so, huh? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think anyone cool. outside of Pro Circuit wants to ride that Cowie. 250. But uh, I'd ride it if it was free, so... (laughs) (laughs) No, I think they're competitive in the States. No, I think so. But probably not at a privateer level. Like, let's be... If you're going to buy a bike as a team, it's going to be... Blue is a good starting point. Yeah, in the 250s, yeah. Um, I think he does well. He also said he wants to come back here and race the full series next year, um, which I can see happening. I I think Dakar would take him back in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think so. And an ambassador for the sport. He's yeah, someone that easy to please probably could hop on a shopping trolley and yeah, he does, I don't think something. he's yeah. picky at all. Um, he seems like he just has a good time with it. So that's rad. So he gets third. Metcalf gets fourth. Um, Medi, hats off to him, 464. Now Chad Reed, man, that first race, like I said, he took the lead. Oh, man, I wish he won. The, the, the crowd, man, when he took the lead. Do you reckon he's overweight just because, <laughs> <laughs> just because he hasn't been able to train or – like, is he going to show up to Anaheim like five kilos? No, he's car racing, or? comfy weight. Well, I think he's a lot more in shape than he was the year before. Yeah. You know, he's riding the Husky. He has a full dad bod going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can attest to this, dude. I'm 32 now, right? 
Oh, I'm not saying and if that. I if I miss a couple of weeks of good food and I travel and I don't train, man. Well, you saw the Instagram yeah, video we, where we, I got lit on fire. <laughs> but that's you're welcome. That was that's one of the left. first things anyone ever like when we spoke to Chad. They were like, "Do you see how sort of a little bit big he was?" Yeah. So if he's you just because he's so good, you just hope that he comes into Anaheim if he's going to do all seventeen. You just hope he's going to take well, it dude, he and blew his ribs out. He's probably been living on, you know, painkillers and, and not been able to move at all. He's probably just bloated. And I don't. I thought he looked quite trim compared to what we saw in 18 or whatever year that was he was on the Husky. Um, but he gets fifth. He goes 275. I think he did all his energy in the first one and his adrenaline, and it was kind of just survival after yeah. that. But, man, it was cool to see Reedy. A couple of times I just sat there and watched in, in qualifying, watching Reedy and Carmichael go around, and I was like, this is literally one of the last times we'll probably ever see this. So that was cool. Just got to bring back my childhood a little bit. With that Carmichael and Reed. Yeah. Nah, dude, he comes back next year yeah, or the year after. And they do that one on one race. Don't ruin my moment. I was just talking about it right now. But So Reardon goes 5 5 6. It's a consistent night for Reardon. But what do you well, think? Well, he had to go to the LCQ. So yeah, what happened in the race? You, get, you have the same gate for every start. Yeah. So he would have been Outside, a bad gate. Yeah. Yep. So it's still not. What a happened to him in the heat? Can he anyone. Just went down the corner and. Was the oh, bike he bent his bike up. Oh, that's okay. right. Yeah. Because I was wondering why he was rolling around. Because he remember he got his hand stitched up or something after yeah. Auckland. Cloudy goes ten three seven. We talked about his night. Richie Evans eight uh, six nine eight. He was quietly good all year. Dude, Evans has been yeah. super impressive. I agree. Uh, he, will he have a ride next year? Yeah, I, so. I think he goes so. back to that same. Team, I think I think they'll keep Jay and Richie. That that Yamalub Yamaha team seem pretty loyal. They're both Queensland guys. Like I think they'll. Keep him on. I've been. I was just saying um, to Joe earlier in the day. I said, "Dude, Richie Evans has had a sick year. I think. Like, mm. I think that he's had a really solid year. I mean, it's his first year on a four fifty. Yeah. Yeah. And first year in Supercross four fifty. Those things in the Yamahas are not like easy bikes to handle. They're they're animals. They're fast. Yeah. He's done a sick job. Just to, what, what did he end up in this championship? I think he ended up pretty good as well. Uh, uh, Richie Evans. Richie Evans six six. You man, know that's solid. Um. All right. Hey, hats off to Richie. He did a really good... He's a rad dude, too. I like Richie. And his, his lit kit that he had on Sunday at the festival when the guys went out after oh, the... Yeah. That was pretty pretty wild, too. So, Longy went 8, 11, 10. Longy got ninth overall. But ha- I don't get this, but he got... What did he get in the championship? Andy? What am I... Stop looking at Instagram? No, I'm not. Looking at no, I'm not. I'm looking at the points. He had to be 7th or 5th fifth No, or he got 5th in the championship. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's just a lack of depth. Oh, it's just consistent. Top five, like, sort of in the I think he was consistently like a sixth, seventh, eighth guy. Mm. And with the international fly-ins, that put him in fifth, which I don't know. I, I always feel like I'm cheating on Longy when I talk about him on the yeah. show, but I don't know. I expected, did, no, more, but honestly, I expected more in Supercross. Did he have one breakout ride? Like even just one of the mains, did we see him lead laps or anything? Brisbane... Main one or two, yes. yeah, he had yeah, a really good ride. Yeah. Really good ride. Um, but that was kind of it for anything. I feel like we need to see more out of him because it's, it's, we're talking about Dylan Long. He's meant to be one of our top guys. Yeah. And he, he's capable of doing more than he has been doing. So I reckon if he does get a ride and decides to race next year, it's going to be a massive year for him because... Oh, I know he wants to race. Like, he, he always wants to race. It's... I don't know, man. I... Yeah, I mean, fifth, like fifth in the series, that's ridiculous. Like, really good. But uh, it was... I just would have liked to have seen for someone... Flashes of brilliance. Yeah, Yeah. getting like a third in a main event or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because, like, I don't know. See where long he goes. It's it's always a question mark for me because the kid has so much talent and I like him as a person. 
but you know he's capable of more. Um, Joe Whiteman, 10th. Man, Whiteman's had a good season. Where'd he end up in the championship? Let's have a look. Whiteman gets seventh in the championship. That's gnarly. Yeah, he, he was good um, even in, what was it, Adelaide. Yeah, he Adelaide, six. he got six in yeah. the main, yeah. So yeah. he's been quietly good. He's another one that's sort of like Richie Evans. Uh, maybe not talked about as much as maybe what they should be, but yeah, some good results in there. Um, Joel Whiteman, 10th. Jesse Madden, 11th. Madden had a pretty good night. Um, Jackson Richardson, man, snapped a chain in the first main event. He is so lucky that That happened where it did. Yeah, 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 I agree. And I was asking him afterwards, he says he presses on chains because he was sort of worried going to the 450 about how much talk they are and Mm. snapping chains and supercross. And he honestly said, I have, he goes, he goes, no idea how it happened or why it happened because he presses on chains with his. Really the Rubik gun. Yeah, like so. It's not like, dude. That's like everyone's everyone's biggest fear riding supercross is chains letting go. So I I guess it's just what chains do you run? And do you run like anything special? Whatever he can get his hands on. Yeah, just a. I think it was a DID. I bought it. At no, do you run like X ring? O ring? Like what do you run? Uh, the race chains. Like the there's no O ring. Yeah, the X ring. EVR EVRT. DIDs, they're, yeah. they're really, really good chains. Expensive. Okay. Yeah, they're about 179 retail, available at AMX now. Yeah, there you go. But, go to um, AMX and get your non-chain snapping chain. <laughs> yeah, but they're a really good chain. DID, hit us up for sponsorship too if you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're, they're a strong enough chain that they don't need no ring or anything like that because they're not going to stretch to that point like okay. a, a regular X-ring chain would. Well, anyway, he got lucky and then he went eight in the second one. It's the best ride of the season. But he was who... Detached all his toes on one foot mm. at the first round. He's doing pretty good. Yeah, I mean, look, the season. Uh, let's be realistic. The season was done for him. Yeah, with that crash, but he got through it. He improved at but uh, he, Auckland. And he did the job for his sponsors. He survived the season, and I think that he needs to race MX Nationals next year because I I just don't see how you can not race for that long and come out. If you're Dan Reardon, it's different. You've got that much experience at thirty something years of age. You can do it, but I don't think you can do it. No offense to Jacks, like he's a two-time SX Lights champion, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And like, he got second to Jimmy D in fifteen. Yeah, like he's a gnarly dude, but the four fifty is different, you know. Like Reed's been. Does a he career. need to go back to a two fifty? <sighs> I mean, nah. it's tough, isn't it? You got He would be a top guy, and I guess he has a lot of worth, being that he's going to be in the championship battle. But then it also is a activity class, so he probably gets bumped down in a couple of his money deals. Yeah, it's money deals, and it's also funding the motors, and like it's a full private. I think that deal was one him. of the big reasons. Well, I think I understand that's why he went to the four fifty this year, with yeah, being it's the privateer deal. But is there with the amount of spots that have opened up now in the pits? Does he get an SX two ride or an MX two ride? I, I don't think he wants a ride. I think he wants to do his own deal, which is fine. Well, but Rockstar's probably paying him enough anyway. Yeah, but look, dude, it don't matter how much you're getting paid from sponsors. If you want to get two competitive 250 motors for a Supercross season, you're looking at, you know, each of them engines. Well, you know, Jerram, what do you put in your motors? A shit ton of money. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you're looking at over five grand a motor. And then you've got to keep the thing running. Yeah, but are you going to put that much money into a 450? That's what I'm saying. You're not even going to come close. No. You get a free set of pipes and an ignition and you map the thing and you go you're race to, it. You're good to go. And you don't touch a bottom end or a top end all season long. Yeah. Um, right. Justin Caraffa, 13th. Hats off to Justin. <laughs> Caraffa had some wild moments through yeah, practice. I'm yeah, glad he, he got through the mains unscathed. But shout out to JC, man. That guy is, is a vet. And it'll be well. cool to see if he comes back next year. Cause I, he's think he been, he's I think he will. He's been away from the sport for a long time. What did he get in the series? 
Uh, tough, oh, he didn't do all the rounds, though. No. no. He started what, he missed, though. Yeah, he missed Brisbane. 20th in the series. But, um, all right, Craffer, 13th. Rikers, 14th. Rikers, he got through his rookie season. I mean, it wasn't spectacular, but he, he made the mains. He got through. Yeah. Um, Dylan Wood, 15th. Cody Dice. Scared the shit out of me. Dice, he got into it with Featherstone, or Featherstone got into it with Dice. And then I think everyone got into Featherstone. Is it just yeah. so, like Cody, he's a friend. Yeah. He did this with Kirk Gibbs as well. And he's making himself look like a little bitch on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, if you were to post that, you should post. Oi, Grady, I owe you one. Or something like that. Don't be like, make out some big thing about, like, and try and... Yeah, it just popped up in my feed. I don't know, man. It's a- and uh, Grady actually posted on Instagram on his story a, vi- a photo of Dicey doing the same thing to Dylan Wood. Yeah. yeah. So what, was it, what was that caption that's there? Awesome. <laughs> so that's and what I'm saying. Okay, like, for you, big boy. And then he said, oh, I think you must have taken the last one down. That's it. There was a lot of because this wasn't the first Instagram beef we've had this year with um with Grady. I was no not just Grady but we had um Duffy uh, Duff that was yeah, uh, Duffy was Duffy. getting some beef about Aaron Tanty. Yeah, did you see that on Instagram? No, yeah, you can pass without taking him out. Or yeah, something. he called out Tanny on uh, Instagram post and and everyone got into it there too. Really? Yeah, yeah. So there was a bit of IG beef going on, but I don't know. I man, understand that Grady isn't. The cleanest rider. Well, he got into it with Dobson as well. Like, this seems to be a, con- a common denominator here. Yeah. Which is him. But if you go off what Grady said, it co- uh, if Cody's running in on him, mm. dumb thing to do to run in on someone like Grady because mm. you know what's going to happen. It's and that's what back. happened. Yeah. I mean, so don't get on Instagram and complain. Like, if you're going to put it up, put it up as. Oh, you won. I'm going to get you back or something. Don't try and complain. And it just makes you look weak. I guess, you know I guess Cody felt some kind of way about it. And that's that's what it was. Grady's coming over from, you know, European Supercross where it's super tight. And there's stuff like that happens all the time. You know, like he's used to banging bars. He's yeah. used to, you know, getting taken out or taking people out. It's just, it's, it's part of it. It's Supercross, you know. We're not racing motocross. Like, it's close. It's tight. It's tough racing. But speaking of Cody, he had... That I mean, podium it, in the main at Wollongong. Yeah. He's had what I would say a pretty decent season for someone who's first year in 450s. Does he get any more support next year or what's the go there? Well, I know the Suzuki, you know, the SP Motorsports Suzuki team is, they're, they're looking to get more support from Suzuki. Um, I, I think Rikers is going to be their number one guy for MXN. It's tough because you, you'd really think that Cody would have, been that guy because he's won MXD championships and he was a big moto guy. It's tough, man. I mean, I think Cody has got the potential to have a really good 450 Supercross national season next year. But, I mean, uh, he's going to need more support. You can I understand know. why they go after Jaden, so though, because the motocross season. Well, his Jayden motocross season was, just... was spectacular for, for a privateer team. Um, I know the SB guys, they're doing what they can, Scotty Brewster, but it's a first-year factory deal. And when I say factory-like, it's, it's not an in-house program. They get a little bit of funding and some parts and bikes from Suzuki, but it's probably not what people think. So, you know, they're going to have to have some sponsors step up to the plate to be able to really give Cody what he needs, you know. Um, I agree. He needs more support, but a lot of guys do, right? A lot of guys do. Um, like Duran. Like Duran. <laughs> Duran needs support. <laughs> <laughs> um, Boppo. Uh, Todd Waters, 2019. Rough night for Waters. Uh, yeah, yeah, he went off the side of the finish line. That was not good. Yeah. He looked all right in practice, though, I thought. Oh, yeah, but he was. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. good. Um, do you think that Todd Waters doing this series is going to make him a stronger rider coming to the motocross season? Or do you think he no, could have just left it out and. I, I think he I just think sort it was of mailed a con- it in a bit. A contractual obligation. Yeah. He got hurt before it. I don't know. 
Todd's he had two broken thumbs at the first round. Yeah. He walked he, he up was like Edwards to the hands. Dude, I, I said, I went to shake his hands on track walk at the first round. I was like, my God, he had like thumbs taped together and braces on and it was over yeah. his jersey and he'd like been set up for the night. He wasn't taking them off. Yeah. So how he even got through it is pretty gnarly to me. Um, but he'll be strong for outdoors, there's no doubt about that. Boppo, man, he was fast, but the results just didn't seem to happen. Uh, in 18th. Uh, well, he rode off the track in one of the motos. I saw that. I don't know what I think he's got that health thing. Yeah, 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 it's still the same deal for him, dude. But uh, Featherstone was after that. Shout out to John Okruzic. John made the mains. Got um, 17, 17, 18. Um, that was cool. It was cool to see John yeah, out there. awesome. Um, all right, man. So let's look at the championship real quick. Um, at the AMX Australian Supercross Show, brought to you by Recovery. We're keeping it moving. Brayton, Luke, Clout, Dan Reardon's your first three. So, hey, Reardon, third again in the championship. Gnarly. He gets it done every year. Every year. So consistent. Meddy, fourth. I know he wanted more, but fourth. Dylan Long, fifth. Evan, sixth. Wyman, seventh. Hill, eighth. Waters, nine. Anderson, ten. There's Oceana Championship when Anderson... Well, is there uh, any point to that? Yeah, yeah. It's a big prestige, man. Do we get bonuses for that? It's like the AMA. No, FIM I don't think, it. but you got to remember, it's the FIM recognized championship. And when this championship, the AME, are doing grows in the future... It becomes FIM. It's, it becomes, it's, it's, it's a foundation, it's right? Like the, oh, it's similar in a way to the way they used to do the American Supercross, where it was like the FIM and championship. The world, yeah. yeah, you had THQ World Championship. Because they had to bring the FIM on as a partner. And, and mark my words, I'm not speaking for AME as far as I don't know this. It's not like I've talked to them, got some info, inside info. But I bet you in in five to ten years, like when we have our Oceania, Australasian, Asia, whatever, Asia Pacific, I, I bet you there's some sort of Asia Pacific Supercross Championship, which is like Singapore, Australia, New Zealand, Dubai, Indonesia, Dubai, yeah? Like five or six rounds, some gnarly. You've been to Dubai? It's cool. It's huh? so cool. Yeah. I've got out of the airport, but it's cool. Uh-huh. It's hot. <laughs> it's very so hot. hot. But dude, I, I know that they... I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure that that's where they would want to go with things. Well, the way that they've been developing it and the way they've well, been planning it and everything, board, it was like, like... you got SX Open as a brand. You, I just I have a feeling that's where it's going. And and when the FIM are involved now, you go, oh, Oceana, two rounds, what's the point? But when it's a legit When you get series, to your three, four, five rounds, yeah. then it starts making more sense. So Then they have to start paying bonus money for that. Well, yeah. prize, prize money. How yeah. much was your bonus for 10th? It's like only 500 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's half what your sponsorship is. Yeah, I yeah. guess. That's true. So you're making too much money now, man. Like, mm. you got sponsor money. you got round <laughs> money. Considering <laughs> I just, like, dropped, like, two grand on parts today, <laughs> I'm not doing too well. Well, no one asked you to blow your bike up. <laughs> yeah, you got to put oil in the damn thing. Yeah. yeah. Did you not get I oil sponsored? <laughs> Do we need to hook you up with some cash roll? No, I actually got yeah, uh, one, baby. Grumpy helped me out with rock oil. Ah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, all right. Well, I think that's probably... One did thing. we go through the 250 championship? We didn't, but one I mean, thing. everyone knows the. What did you get in the series banger? Do I know? don't even know. It wasn't very good. Uh, Durant Stapleton, 11th. There not you bad. go. Oh, that's not too bad. I missed the first round. You didn't um, even know. <laughs> um, so, one thing I wanted to talk about, and I don't know if I'm going to get myself in trouble here. Oh, please please surprise don't me. I don't want to bite my tongue too much longer. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> God, here we go. So... We've Get ready to mute it. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the whole KFC beef again? <laughs> um, no, so I know that I understand we need as many riders as possible in Australian Supercross. Right. And I, you probably oh, know. I know, I know yeah, where exactly right, I know where, where you're going. going. Yeah, yeah. We had this conversation. No, 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 bring it, bring it. So when a rider, like, and this hasn't been going on since just this year. This has been 2015. This has been going on. Yeah. 
if a rider can't jump the finish or jump the triple and doesn't do it once out throughout the entire day or literally can't even ju- like double through an entire room, black flag and get off the track. We had people like Anderson and Brayton in the same heat is this rider, mm. and he's coming around and he's rolling the finish and he's looking around to see whether like that. I is would just not want to roll that finish, by the way, because I was standing right next to. It. Yeah, did they have like a, a trying wooden, to roll that a while wooden landing right like behind the ramp? Surely yeah. for yeah, the no. coming series, exactly they the right need to, to and there was tap one that, that person on the shoulder no, and say I know what you're saying. Then I was was actually, there, they made a. There was another one in the 250 class too that. <clears throat> Oh, standing on the side of the track, I was just like, just got to get rid of him. Look, like, I yeah, understand that there's got to be a seat, for, you know. For everyone has the right to enter with the license. I yeah. think endorsements need to be stricter. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot, if you can't jump that finish line or a triple, like isn't jumping a triple a part of the Supercross endorsement? Yeah, but it depends when you got it. Like it's you know that endorsement once you've got it, it doesn't really go away. I don't think. Yeah. Um, but I think they need to get. I know where that. you're coming from. All I'll say is the 450 guy. I thought. He did a good job getting out of the way. Like, he didn't put anyone in danger. Imagine how embarrassing for our series would be if Anderson landed on them or something uh, and then got sent home and fucked his series over there just because they're letting someone ride that, honestly, like a C grader, like, could yeah. go out yeah. and beat them. Yeah, it's... it's, um, I, it, it's tough. Yeah, and that riders took some heat on social media this year already about that, like, being at the events. Uh, well, I, did you not see that? No. No. Um, but his response was that, you know, the private series are a part of the sport. I mean, I got what he said in his response. He likes being a part of the events. And at the end of the day, it's an open entry if you've got the right license, right? So I, I don't know, man. I, I, I get what you're saying, though. No, I agree. No, I agree with this because we did. I did make a point of saying, Joe, while the event was on, to say, you know, is this a hazard or is this... It was... From where I was standing, it was getting to that point. Like, but it was... When you've got two... A rider in each class... That is rolling an entire rhythm lane. Yeah, I, I will say this. Wh- so I think that's where someone <laughs> needs to just go. Yes, we want the entries and we want the sport to grow, but to a point where it's going like, to be safe. Nice like, you try and look- practice. Come back again next year or something. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Did we not have a rider that went through a similar thing at Geelong last year, Joe? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I was doing the endorsements <laughs> at Geelong, and maybe that's a problem. Can we get someone else? Yeah, maybe you can do it. <laughs> Dude, that was. I'll tell that story because that was hands that was down one of the gnarliest <laughs> things I've ever seen. Like, yeah, it was so wild. Like, the track, had, obviously, they track crew just finished track prep. They boarded it up and, you know, there was um, the TV. 85s and, and the kids. A lot of the endorsements I was doing was kids and basically it was like, Look, guys, you're not going to be able to jump the finish because it's wet. I know that. Um, it was 65, 85s and 150. Um, no, it was 250. And he got there late. So he comes out and I'm like, look, mate, just get, get a feel for the track. It's, it's gnarly. Don't jump anything. Um, anyway, I've got my back to the finish, right? And I'm looking at the kids doing the rest of the track. And I just hear, yard, yard. And I turn around and, and the guy has just sent the finish jump, decks the thing. Like almost ends up in the grandstand. All the way to the floor, sliding. And um, yeah, it was, but anyway, I'm like, (laughs) the dude gets up and, um, and was completely fine. It's a, yeah, but it was muddy, right? It was, it was, it muddy, was muddy, yeah. yeah. He yeah. slid. But did you pass him? What's that? Did you give him his endorsement? What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> for effort, right? I, I think that what was the deal? Was well, no, his, his, get a radiator. His radiators were mangled. So he's like, can I, can I, you know, and we're like, look, you need to fix your bike and we need to actually watch you ride because we didn't get to see you ride. You did one lap and yeah. Well, he didn't even do a lap because they cut out half the track because it was. We didn't do the whoops, did he? He went around the whoops. No, well, like everyone was going around the whoops because of the track prep and everything. Um, they didn't want to destroy the whoops, but. 
I mean, long story short, um, <laughs> that was gnarly. But Wait, so he didn't even do a lap and just went for it first lap. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was big. Um, That's ballsy. It was, there was a lot of balls going on there, but... Um, Look, it's, and it's something I probably Sorry, want to touch to on. Up, no, no. Like, I want to touch on it as in um, it's a shame like the junior classes had to get cancelled at, at AusX for the 250 juniors, not enough entries. Um, I think there's got to be, I know AME are working on it. I think MA are working on it, but there's got to be some tracks for these kids to go ride that isn't a private track because people just don't have access to a Supercross track gnarly enough to go ride AusX Open as a kid, you know? Well, yeah, and they could look at Supercross features over in America. Is that something that maybe Australia needs to start looking at? So we well, can't get the entries at the moment. No, That's I think they're if they're, like, the day after or some sort of arena cross series, well, it's... Grave did that back in the day. Mm, exactly. But they would struggle for entries there, too. Like, I think it's... I don't know, man. I think junior parents, if they want if they want their kids to, to do Supercross, like, you've either got to build a track or source a track... You know, the guys I coach that we do Supercross, we, we have a lot of relationships that lets us get on tracks, you know. Um, I get for every parent it's not doable, but I hope I hope next year we see stronger junior fields is what I'm saying. Because, like, say, Wollongong, it was sick. Like, there was such good racing in the juniors. Well, that's another thing, just before we finish up. In the 65 class at Ozex, I don't know if everyone else saw it, I think his name, is it Cade Yeah, Kingsford? it was Cade Kingsford. He was right as younger that brother. That kid's insane. Yeah, he was is jumping. Is that the kid on the 85 that was tripping? He was on the, the 65. No, so that's that's his elder brother, Ryder, that was doing the triple-triple in yeah. the rhythm on 85, but yeah. his brother won the 65 Yamaha Cup. Oh, okay. So yeah. Through that long rhythm, that he was basically was just going, he was just going, on a 65, was going double, 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 would get to the tables, table them, and then just launch this, yeah, oh, like it was just cool. He was the only one doing it, and that was that was cool because we had the sixty five cup, we had the KDM fifty. There race. was one kid in the fifties who had a go at double and through one of the rhythms, and oh, did, he, did he get a whiskey? Yeah, really? got straight back up and well, finished. The thing though, is they, good on him. They him, have to run stock bikes, right? I don't think they can run. It was, super they all provided. By yeah, KDM. I think they provided. Um, and then freestyle. I mean, man. That was gnarly too. When Harry Bent goes out for freestyle with speed dealers with no lenses in them yeah. underneath his goggles. Yeah, that was serious. There's something wrong with him. <laughs> All right, guys. This has been the uh, AusX Open season review um, AMX All Motorcycle Accessories Super Australian Crush Supercross Show um, brought to you by Recoverate. And uh, like we said, again, thank you so much to those guys for coming on this season. It's been an absolute pleasure doing live shows for AMX, for Fly Racing, uh, and for Castrol, all part of the AMX family and the McLeod's Accessories family. And um, couldn't ask for a better uh, company to, to do business with as far as helping us out with the podcast. Duncan, um, thank you, man. It's been a really good time dealing with you guys. And uh we hope to move this uh, relationship on in the future. So like we said, guys, the code inside dirt at amx.com.au checkout is going to get you 10% off. Um, get yourself some of the latest fly racing gear, get yourself some Castrol oil. And um, it was cool to be a part of that Castrol pit party and Castrol making a big push back into moto. They got a good heritage with moto. Man, I remember the, the silver KDMs of Craig Sick, Anderson right? with the Castrol on yeah. back in the day. Well, back in the day, it was Castrol, Mr. Motocross. There you go. Like, and, and they're bringing that heritage back. So I'm um, really, really stoked to be involved with those guys for the podcast and doing the live shows that we did and definitely something we want to help grow uh, in the future. So um, shout out to AMX, shout out to Recoverate. Like we said, the cyber sale is on and uh, you can grab yourself some big discounts on the Recoverate bottle purchases at recoverate.com.au. And um, try that product out, guys. If you haven't, it's great for arm pump. It's great for your lactate levels and your lactic acid in your blood, your arm pump, your recovery. If you're an old guy like me with busted shoulders and busted knees and no cartilage, 
fused elbows and whatever else I got going on. I don't think it's eight. a selling point, but I use it for hangovers and it's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> it is a selling point. It's definitely that a selling point. Yeah. There's yeah. plenty of guys listening to this athlete. show. It might be more of an alcoholic than an athlete, but it works for that too. So. <laughs> You're an alkalite. Alkalite, baby. <laughs> anyway, thanks, thanks again to those guys. Um, Duran, really good to have you back on the show, man. Thanks for you, having me. As much as you're a loose cannon, you have some really, really good insight, which I enjoy hearing. Thank you. Um, but I know you were concentrating on being a racer uh, for Supercross, so obviously you didn't want to, you know, interrupt your routine too much. But um, hopefully, we can get you back on in the future, mate. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed racing again. So yeah, so um, yeah, American maybe. Hopefully, we'll see how we go. It's kind of hard going over there by myself and um, sort of doing it just. By myself, so well, there's, the, there's the plug again. Let's get you some sponsors. <laughs> well, I'll just if I can get over there and and have the bike ready and stuff like that, I'll um, give it a crack at the local rounds. Yeah, because uh, it's quite easy. Yeah, getting to Anaheim and San Diego yeah, and stuff. So yeah, I might as well if I'm healthy, I'll try and do it. Otherwise, I'll organise something else and maybe put some motocross suspension and start riding, uh, training just for get motocross. Get some bike time over there and yeah. come back and race MXN over here. Um, all right, cool, man. Well, hey, great to have you back. And, um, yeah, hope to do more in the future. Maybe if you get to the States, well, man, if your reef's going over there and you're going, I want, I want, you know, Jay, we should just, Andy, let's just fly over there and, what do you and say? cover we'll around here. You want to do it? Yeah. I know, you can. We'll go, yeah. we'll leave on a Friday. You haven't paid me all year, so I can't really afford <laughs> to fly. I've done 35 of these shows, not a cent to show for it. But, yeah, if you want to oh. fly me to the States, let's go. Jeez. Jeez. Put him on Blow me out on the air. <laughs> Growing the show, man. I know. We and it's been a great part. It has been great to do it all year. It really has. I was going to thank you next, but you can go to hell now. <laughs> can you afford to take the whole setup over? I don't know if this plastic table <laughs> 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 <It> folds up. <laughs> Walmart, baby, let's do it. It's going to be a bit but of excess I, baggage there. <laughs> I reckon we can make it work. But, um, yeah, Andy, thanks, man. Thanks for being on Supercross and the live shows. Appreciate it. Thank it's been you. fun. It's and been fun. Um, Donnell. I ain't saying nothing <laughs> yeah, after that. Fuck off. Nah, thanks, bro. Appreciate your help this year. And uh, nah, it's been a lot of fun. So with that being said, guys, the off season is here. And um, look, I'll be putting out some conversation podcasts uh, brought to you by Recoverate with some more in-depth sort of athlete stuff coming you here and there. But um, hit me up, man. Let me know what you guys want to hear from the DMs. And most importantly, thank you guys very much for supporting the show. Everyone's been sharing it, posting it, getting your friends involved. The numbers have been great this season, a lot more than I'd expected. Um, so thanks for supporting it. Keep spreading the word. I know these things grow slowly. Um, and, and we keep it pretty cool here. I guess we'd say we're like an industry show. So I, I really appreciate everyone listening. I had a lot of people come up at OzX and, 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 you know, show their support and, uh, means a lot, man. We, I we, had someone come up and ask for photos. You so. did get a photo, which was, I haven't had that yet. So if anyone wants a photo with me, let me know. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, uh, all right guys. Hey, thanks again. And uh, for everyone here, myself, Andy Duran, Darnell, uh, it's been a rad year on the uh, the Inside Dirt show and, of course, the AMX Almost Like Accessories um, Australian Supercross show, which you by Recoverate. And with that, we will um, just keep an eye on the feed. I'll be bringing out pods here and there over the off-season and uh, stay tuned for what's coming in 2020. So thanks a lot, guys. means a lot. And uh, peace out. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>
should know.